Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to your show, The Smack Attack of the People by the People for the People. Three regular schmucks who just talk wrestling because we love it and because we are just like you. No bumps needed to watch wrestling. So here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is me. It is me. It is the Sinister Minister, your boy, JDE, Johnny Enright, uh, here to talk wrestling with two of my favorite peoples. And from the PWC, and the third may be here. He said 20 minutes, but we'll see. Um, we know in Australian time, 20 minutes is three days. So, you know, that's it is what it is. Um, but let's start from the man up north, uh, the man who has the best northern takes on politics and things and above. Uh, as well as just being a good dude. Uh, Mr. Chris Ams. Chris, how are you today, sir? Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm good. It's Christopher Ams, like AMBS, like <clears throat> lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, yes, a couple of things. couple of things. First of all, um, first of all, I'm wearing an Ireland t-shirt. My uh, my family half comes from Ireland. Um, the name here, Aaron Gobra, Edge mm -hmm. Gobra. Uh, Aaron Gobra is Irish for Ireland forever. And I figured since uh, since it looks like Edge may have retired, I'll go ahead and give a edge forever as well. Um, also, the other thing that I just need to cover before we really get started is in the chat before we before we went live, uh, John called me a fucking yank. And John, how dare you? I am a completely loyal uh, member of the colony here up north, and uh, I have nothing to do with you with you terrible disloyal colonists. Nothing well, I, whatsoever. I figured I was calling you this kind of yank. Oh, but also it's funny because I'm wearing an Ireland shirt and I have a right. thing that says Ireland forever. And right. like, that's not really a loyal colonist. Right. Thing yeah, no, that's very, very appropriate. I appreciate that. Mm. And then, of course, up in the top corner, as always, because he's the first in the rooms. He is the man with the plan, the man with the doctorate that you need to have to know the knowledge of the doom of gardens, but with some great views. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jeff Lipman, how are you today, sir? Good. Thank you. I had uh, ice cream for dinner, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, breakfast seems to be normal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm That's excellent. That looks delicious. I'm lock-loaded and packed, and of course that means uh, that's for Edge, of course. Nothing nothing at all in wrestling. It has nothing to do with anything else. Mm -mm. Same here. I don't. Mine is not anything to do with you know anything else other than edge um so it so okay all right uh chris is that mexican street corn like frito like type chips corn chips sorta um it doesn't taste exactly like mexican street corn uh, by the way if you've never had mexican street corn you're missing out it's something that they have all over the place in la i love it that's basically mm. what it really looks like when you buy it um it basically just tastes like Doritos, but with like a teeny tiny little bit of like uh, extra flavoring. But it's Arriba, Old Dutch. Old right. Dutch. That's probably that's probably from uh, Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a Dutch manufacturer making a Mexican street corn chip. This is what I'm getting. Globalism. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. One world. Yeah, new world order. New, 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 new world order. All right, gentlemen. 
let's talk a little bit of this week. We had some we had some shit go down. Um, uh, the first thing I kind of want to talk about is: uh, Did you guys ever watch Takeshi's Castle? Uh, to see any of that, the Japanese game show with um, they made uh, in America, they called it MXC, where they had they overdubbed you know this Japanese game show, and they had these crazy events and stuff. Did you guys ever see that? No, I did not, but Chris is growing a second head. Yeah. Yeah. Second and third and everybody. Yeah. Apparently, I decided to go down the basement because last week was such a shit show with all the kids running around screaming and the cats and everything. Apparently, didn't help. Well, so. you know, it's okay. Uh, but Chris, did you ever see that show, MXC or To Catch the Castle? No, I definitely did not. Although I'm sure I've seen like clips of just like crazy shit from from it because it's yeah. it sounds like it's just a show where people do absolutely ridiculous and crazy shit from Japan, right? Yes. So yeah. I I never saw the actual Japanese show. I saw the American version where they call it MXC or Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, and they basically what this guy did was he took the footage from Japan and just dubbed it like he got guys to dub it and they just made up their own shit. And it was hilarious. Like they would just talk about all kinds of random shit. They called like one of the stages where you're running um, over stones and some of them were solid and some of them were not. They called that sinkers and floaters. And there was all kinds of innuendos of different things that they would do. And they'd have these things. So, uh, but it was interesting because I was this morning after watching the smack, I just, I watched last night, but I wanted to rewatch the show just to make sure I got everything. You don't need to lie to us. No, I did. I did actually. I watched with Leslie last night. It was great. And we had pizza and who's it's Leslie? It's Leslie the girlfriend. Yes, Leslie is my girlfriend. Yes, she's my girlfriend. So uh she got off work. I went over and we watched wrestling and we had pizza. Um and it was good. And well, we had a good time. And, uh, then you broke up? No, and then we had more wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh no oh no um i am a submission specialist um but the but when we're after i was watching this morning sure that came out as well as you thought it did <laughs> well you know look hey you, you just throw stuff out there sometimes what do you do um that but that came on afterwards like i because i stepped out to go you know, get ready, and I was, and then this thing came on, and it's talking about they remade the show um, 34 years later, and I'm like, oh my god, this is. I feel like this that, is 34 years later. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, fine. It's a Japanese game show. I thought it was interesting. Anyway, um, this is where you started our wrestling podcast about a Japanese game show. Yes. Nothing at all happened this week in wrestling that was more important than that you stumbled upon an American redo of a Japanese game yes, show from 34 years ago. They they added professional wrestlers to the show, like. Uh -huh. New Japan and some other from other country companies and countries and stuff like that. That's the oh, only so not real wrestlers, not real wrestlers, fake wrestlers, right? Uh, uh, who uh, was the most famous wrestler on there? Uh, it would be Toby Makabe and Honma, who were GHB. You know what? You're a Homa. Stop with this nonsense. <laughs> All right. So, do we want to talk about Tammy Stitch or do we want to talk about uh, Cash Wheeler? Where do we want to go first? Uh, both of them apparently are doing bad things in cars. Yeah, apparently. Um, I'm not as familiar with Tammy Sitch, so uh, liar. No, I'm no, I mean, as far as the current iteration of what is she's in, um, GL4, so uh, I learned a little bit more about Cash Wheeler. So, uh, Jeff, you know, like I know that there was something bad and she's arrested, and I'm assuming it has to do with drugs or alcohol, as per usual, but yeah. uh. 
about about a year or so ago, Tammy got into a car accident where she uh, rear-ended a, a vehicle in front of her, stopped either a traffic light or, or a stop sign, I can't remember which. It drove that vehicle into the intersection in which it, uh, a third vehicle was impacted. Uh, and one of those vehicles was a 75-year-old man who died as a result of the accident. Tammy, of course, had no license. She had no permission to drive. Apparently, she took the car without her significant other's permission, or at least nobody could prove that he knew that she was driving, so he was not involved in, in the charges. I'm not sure about any civil case. She was charged with all manners of... She, her blood level was something like 0.28, which is more than three times the... It's, it was something like three and a half times the legal level in... She's in Florida. I think it's in uh, Hillsborough or... Uh, or uh, Hillsborough, I think, is Tampa. It's not. It, it's. I, I think it's somewhere on the East Coast, uh, you know, sort of Daytona-ish around that part. Maybe, maybe Volusia County or Valencia. Anyway, it doesn't really matter where unless you're part of it anyway this week i mean the, the, you know she had uh, she had issues with her attorneys and this that and the other thing she was going to defend anyway she pled no contest to i believe six of eight charges including dui involving the death of a person and and uh, she you know this this is obviously part of a plea deal where i guess the defense and the prosecution have agreed to certain parameters the family of the decedent, I don't know about the third individual, uh, apparently has uh, was asked to consent to it and did, or either f formally have to sign off on it. I'm not sure. So different states have different victims' rights uh, statutes. Some don't have any. Anyway, uh, they apparently signed off on it. Um, you know, they're not going to get anything from her, you know, over and above what the, the guy's insurance policy is. Um assuming it even covers this. And uh, she's looking at an aggregate possibility of 25 and a half years in prison based on the charges. Uh, I, I'm assuming the plea deal involves some parameters that, uh, you know, have, have something lesser than that. The judge is generally in most states not bound by any uh, plea deals, but she has not been sentenced yet. But she, I mean, Led no contest, so she is in fact convicted of multiple felonies. So you can, you don't need to be careful with your language anymore on that. But that, that's the Tammy Sitch story. I mean, obviously, she went from being the most downloaded person on the internet from in like 1996, and probably listen, wrestling tried a lot of times to have like a sex symbol, but much like wrestling, they were like they were real stretches and real like you know f and g level celebrity kind of things i mean you're talking like baby doll and precious and you know uh alexandra york and you know and i, I don't know you know people like to talk about miss elizabeth like she was a bombshell she wasn't she was a pretty she was a she was an attractive woman but not a bombshell mm -hmm. um sunny was the first bombshell um and she, but you know, everyone knows what happened with her, Chris Candido. If you didn't see the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Chris Candido, um, and she was doing, you know, porn and OnlyFans, only and seemed to be making a fair amount of money doing that. And it, but she's always on the brink of poverty, and but she always seemed to have somewhere in life. She's she's had several other charges. She spent other time in prison or jails before. Um, this probably is her last chapter as a celebrity until somebody writes her eulogy, but you, you never know. I, you know, who's to say? We'll find out. 
Cash Wheeler, it's an entirely different story. So I don't know if you want to comment on Tammy. Uh, yeah, let's 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 focus on Tammy first, and then I think we'll go to Cash. Um, Chris, do you, do you feel like this is a proverbial story of someone getting rich and then not knowing what to do with themselves? Is this someone who needs intervention? Is this someone who just deserves to go away and not not come out of jail? Where where are you on this? I struggle with this a little bit because Tammy was basically like twenty when she got into the professional wrestling business. And to that point, I haven't heard an awful lot of people say anything negative about her. Um, you know, when she was growing up, I didn't hear that she was terrible. When she was growing up, I didn't hear that she was duplicitous. When I when she was growing up, I didn't hear that she was the kind of person who would, you know, not care about hurting people. Once she got into the professional wrestling business, I think that there was a few years where people sort of looked at her and Chris Candido as being sort of the perfect little couple, right? Um, but I do think that the predatory nature of professional wrestling and professional wrestlers, and yes, I said perfect, I, yes, I am saying that professional wrestlers have tend to have a bit of a predatory nature. Um, and I do believe that. I don't think that everyone in pro wrestling does, but I do think that a lot of pro wrestlers have sort of a predatory nature, especially when it comes to people in the back. If there's a girl back there, she's probably going to get uh, passed around if she can be. And um, I think that that's basically what happened to, to Tammy. And I think that years of that, coupled with drug abuse and all that other kind of thing, jaded her. And I think that it kind of broke her mentally. Um, and if not, then she was just a sociopath to begin with, but I do think that she's a really terrible person. And I, I, I mean, at this point, I don't necessarily feel sorry for her. I think that she needs to go to prison for a while now. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the best situation, the situation for, her. for her. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Are you going to turn Are that you gonna off? Are you going to turn that off? Jimmy? Jimmy? Turn what off? <laughs> the echo. The echo. There's an echo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Me, yes. So you can hear yes. yourselves. Yep. Yes. Yes. I can. Yes. 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 Hello. 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 I'll be back. 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 Okay. Well, there we go. I was gonna let him comment, but never mind. Um. So. Uh, you know, also, I think we're missing the. I, I think we're missing the real big story here with with Sunny, and that's and that's that. You know, she went from looking like Sunny to basically looking like Jeff with long hair. So that's you know, uh, that's the uh, big story for me. Uh, 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 and the uh, same beard. Yeah, yeah, it's Sunny the Hut. Um, you know, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying. She well, I mean, I mean, that was seamless from she went to looking like Sunny to looking like Jeff, and then you go Sunny the Hut. I mean, no, well, it, it, there isn't, I mean, it's not exactly like you're not calling me a Hut. No, let me put it this way. I if mean, if you're going to pick a Hut, at least honor me with Pizza the Hut. Well, no, you would that, I would say that. But if I had a choice between you and Sunny, I would pick you every day of the week. Uh, there's no way I'm touching Sunny with a nine foot pole. But I, I, I think I. more ripped. about Homa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's ripped. Um, so, yeah. That'd be fine. All right. Um, but I mean, he is like 60 years old though. Um, but I, I think I agree with you, Chris. Oh, Jeff. So yeah, you're, well, yeah, you're, in, you're in line here. I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the ballpark. Um, I had ice cream for dinner from Colson. You should hear what I repped. Look, I look, it's fine. I'm good with it. You know, but all the, uh, humans are somewhat lactose intolerant. Oh, I don't doubt that. But ice cream is worth it. 
Um, but I think I, I'm, I'm kind of in your boat, uh, Chris, where you feel sad for her, you want the help, but I think at this point, because she's been given the opportunities of rehab and everything through WWE and all these different choices, and she knows at this point, you can't say she doesn't know right from wrong or what she should or shouldn't do. And I understand addiction is very hard to come over and 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 handle those things. I've seen it devastate families and my own family and things along those lines. But at this point, it seems like this is the point where prison is probably going to be the best option for her. You know, spending an extended time in jail is going to be the best option. That is why I feel like, you know, I'm torn because I know she needs help, but maybe this point the help is her going away for a while to realize I got to do something different. And look, we, we don't have involuntary rehab facilities which are safe and well run. We don't right. have that intermediary source of uh, that's call it social service, call it a, a, a penal, call it correctional. Correctional is probably the right word. Mm. We, we don't have that. And there's a big, there should be a bigger discussion on how badly we actually need that for different types of things. Because if there was something be that, that didn't involve people being insured on, uh, you know, or, or being taken care of by Medicaid uh, and, and something between that, the in the insane institutions, you know, criminally insane institutions and prison, if there was something like involuntary, you know, two-year rehab facilities for drugs, for alcohol, for different kinds of sociopathic behaviors, you know, th that would probably be like an infrastructure that'd be well worth doing, or at least trying. I mean, you would think that some state would try it in, in, in the great experiment of, of 50 independent governments here. It's expensive. Um, yeah. But at this point, Tammy has had, Tammy's not a young woman. She's at least 50. Mm -hmm. She, she's had multiple run-ins with the with the legal system. She's had multiple run-ins with rehabs and, and interventions and things like that. And is she enabled by, you know, an ever-diminishing, you know, group of people? Yeah, she assures. I mean, the world, we're all manipulated. We're all manipulators. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, it, it, it's jail time. And, and it's got to be, you know, it needs to be more than three years. It needs to be, you know... Whether she gets a 12-year sentence and has to serve six and a half internally, then four, you know, house arrest, I don't know. And then, you know, a long probation. I, yeah, I don't know. What, I'm not going to say what the right sentence is, but she needs to spend significant time in jail enough that, that when she comes, it's it's got to be that her life has changed when she comes back out. Right. G3333Ball says South Florida has a couple of them, um, but are they involuntary, I guess, is the question, um, G3333. Um, it's, is it, is it involved, like meaning they're sentenced there rather than going to prison and they have to go there, not like where you just go by yourself or, or things along those lines. Um, I guess that's the real question, uh, in that, because I haven't heard of that in Florida, um, or South Florida or anywhere. I haven't heard of it, period. I just yeah. came up with it. You know, um, so that, that, I think that's the bigger, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think. There's a difference between, you know, sending someone to prison because they have a drug abuse or some kind of addiction or things along those lines. And, hey, instead of that, let's put them in this two-year rehab program that they have to, they're, they're going to be there. They're going to stay. How does that work? It's Like you said, it's expensive. How would we handle that kind of thing? 
Um, where obviously we need to know where the money comes from. That's a, that means raising of taxes and and things along those lines, which we know people don't like. But I think when we want to try to find a common sense balance of how to handle certain things in our country, those are going to be things that we have to have those conversations and go, look, for the betterment of our society, we are going to have to invest into it. You know, and, I'm, and I, I'm actually not totally sure. Sorry, just to interrupt. No, you're I'm actually not totally sure that we would have to uh, raise taxes very much because I think that if you <clears throat> if you allow people who are huh, now, let me be very clear about what I mean by this. If you allow people who are actually good at uh, you know at diagnosing mental illness um, into the prison, I, I would imagine that close close to 50 to 40% of the people who are in prison currently would probably qualify for a facility like that. Because sure. um, most people, because there are a lot of people in prison who, for whatever reason, just don't have that part of the brain that makes them correct themselves. There, there are people like that. We know that there are people who are just career criminals it doesn't matter if they have opportunities to do other things. They will continue to choose criminality. We know that there are people like that, but there are also a lot of people in the prison system who very clearly have severe mental illness. You know, my sister uh, is a jail guard here in Canada. And, um, you know, the things that she talks about seeing sometimes where people are in there, they are clearly mentally distressed and disturbed, not just as a result of drugs, but like, Literally, there you know these people have schizophrenia, or they have, you know, they have other mental illnesses that make them sometimes do, uh, you know, violent and irrational things. So I'm not sure that we would really have to raise taxes much, other than just to build the buildings, because I think that you know a good percentage of the people who are now incarcerated in prison would probably qualify for more of a. I don't want to call it an asylum because I feel like that's sort of a loaded word, but you know, more of an asylum type situation where, okay, you're clearly disturbed mentally. We're going to do the best that we can to take care of you. And, you know, hopefully you can figure out how to get out. But um, the other problem with that is that a lot of these people that we're talking about, <clears throat> people who have severe mental illnesses like that, they would wind up going into a place like that and never be able to come out which mm. that that gets people that's that gets the hair on people's neck to stand up it gets people's haunches up they don't want to hear that they don't want to feel like there's a situation like you know well like i already used the word asylum most people hear that word and there's an instant negative right there's an instant negative reaction to it yeah but they served a very important purpose and if we want to get people out of serving jail sentences for things that they probably can't help themselves but doing it might be a it might be a thing that we should look at societally and i'm not saying that i i'm i don't personally think that sammy that that uh, that that tammy sitch would uh, would qualify for something like that i actually think that she's just a bad person who's made a lot of bad decisions and needs to go to jail but maybe 15 years she would have 15 years ago she would have yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. You know, when things started to go downhill, maybe mm -hmm. if she would have gone to a place where she could actually get taken care of rather than just locked up, it would have been good. And it's not I'm not blaming anybody who works in the jail system either, because, you know, 
my sister was never trained on how to deal with people who have severe schizophrenia. That's not her expertise. Her right. expertise is to lock and unlock doors. Like, no offense, Adriana, I love you. But like, you know what I mean? Like, she's not a professional in mental health. Right. right. She yeah. also, her job is to try to make sure that nobody gets hurt during the course of the day. They get to where they're supposed to get and that she yeah. makes it she makes it back from her ship safely with yes. with all the bodies accounted for. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course. And listen, I'm sure there's issues I haven't even thought of. And, and you know, listen, I, I, clearly, because this came up in the beginning of a, the first 24 minutes of a wrestling podcast. But, you know, we, you know, we, we sort of have one extreme or another. And, and you know, but even these these the luxury rehabs, the celebrity rehabs, which are like spas and they cost a lot, they mostly fail too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I don't know if you have to take some of them by eminent domain or think about it for the facilities and the places. Um, but there's a lot of empty spaces in cities like say the one I live in Baltimore, there's entire blocks that Detroit. nobody is supposed to live in. I'm sure people do squat in them and live in them or in season two of the wire where they uh, were, bolting bodies into the into the walls and then recovering the walls uh but there's no there's no one to raise and i mean r-a-z-e those those areas down and there's no reason to because you don't there's no one there's no project to do it and a city like baltimore desperately needs those things gone they need the blood like a forest needs a fire sometimes it, 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 you know place and you could raise blocks and and build one of these institutions and in a place like baltimore it's not likely to be not in my backyard because the backyard is already fucked and and in the side yard you got the city jail and you have shepherd pratt in in the other side yard so i mean i hate to say it because it's always the cities and always the poor and urban areas that that don't get the 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 organized not in my backyards but it could be a works project. It could be a rebuilding of blighted areas projects. And it shouldn't only have to be in cities. And it shouldn't only, it's just, that's where there's easy land to achieve. And in places like Baltimore, uh, and, and specifically Baltimore, I don't know about, I don't know if anyone else did it, but I doubt the idea was originally in Baltimore. It's frankly, we're not that creative here. But the city has actively been condemning and taking a lot of that land for itself so the, so the city already owns a lot of that property for better or worse um well and, and what i'm suggesting jeff is that you wouldn't even have to do all this because like i mean, i understand what you're saying but i think that if you if you had proper mental health professionals you know go into the prisons right now you'd come out with at least 40 percent of these people should be in mental health facilities instead of prisons so then as a government you simply convert 40 percent of the prisons into mental health facilities you don't even have sure to necessarily it, build something. I know. I knew. I knew where you were going. I'm just not sure if that's viable or not viable based on how the prisons are set up and and where they put like solitary and where they put the the, the maximum security and different housing, the kitchens. I, I don't know if logistically it's more trouble than it's worth, or or if it's easy to do. You just take this forty percent and put a different wall there and a different parking lot and different. I, I have no idea, but yeah. I, but even if it's not. So, so, so the prisons are too big and they're empty. Who, who, who cares? Then you can focus on. Then you can focus those dollars on making the, the, those facilities and resources better. So it's not like our prison system is great either for prisoners, despite what they deserve. They, they you know, they're in some cases they're they're barely human conditions. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, uh, the, the, not the show for that, but yeah, t t Tammy, Tammy 20 years ago probably would have benefited from something like we were just discussing. Tammy now, it's, it, it, you know, her redemption arc is, is over. She can, she can have her third act, but she's got to serve time before she gets her, her final act and tries to do something with her life. Yeah. And Jimmy brings this up, which I know everybody does, but here's, he's saying Tammy was going off the rails 20 years ago when she was Chris while banging HBK in the whole ECW locker room when they were in ECW. Chris, um, Chris Candido. Oh. Um, I mean, Let's see, 20 years ago, I would have been 17. I, I probably, I definitely would have. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I mean, I think that's, I think that's the, the other half of it is though, is like, that's in a way, because uh, as you, as you talked about, Chris, that was ECW recruitment. Uh, yeah, Paul Heyman's like Tammy's here. Yeah, and I mean, but at, at the same time too, do we blame her for going into an industry that is known for being predatory? I mean, hell, we just had the Me Too movement, and there's still stories of people coming out saying these people abused me, these people did these kind of things. Every thing. industry that depends on aesthetics is predatory. It's just the wrestling one is so is so just a half a step above carnival. I mean, it's, it's just so dirty and so many, mm -hmm. there's, there's so many different levels of the wrestling business and most of them are low end until you sort of get to like your, I don't know, MLW's impacts, you know, NWA, you know, that, that, that's when you've gotten out of, you know, it's all shit. Maybe I'm sure there's somewhere, I'm sure there's plenty of people who right now are saying, no, this independent promotion is great. And this one is great. And they probably are and the, and the wrestlers probably cycle through or whatever. But, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm painting with enormously broad brush. But, you know, I mean, the model industry is predatory. The, the porn industry is predatory. The acting industry is predatory. The dance industry is predatory. I mean, I mean, all industries are predatory. It's just like if you if you're working in a factory or you're a lawyer or whatever, it's 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 it's, you know, people aren't really judging you necessarily by your looks as opposed to your output your adequacy or your billable hours. I mean, that, you know, uh, you know, if you're great looking swell, but if you're great looking in some place like that, people will wonder you're so great looking. Why are you here? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a cautionary tale for anybody who's getting into the industry to make sure you take care of yourself. I think make sure you are protecting yourself mentally as well as, you know, the things that you put in your body and, and being aware of those things and, and how destructive things can be. I know some people like, I like, you know, I understand some people and like in my family, alcohol is a big thing. So hence my decision not to do it, but other people are like, Oh, I can have, you know, whatever and be fine. Cool. I'm not saying that for you, but it's, it's just knowing your history, knowing who you are and knowing what, okay, what are some downfalls that could be something for me? So therefore, I'm not going to attempt it. You know, uh, it's 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 that kind of idea of being aware of yourself. I think the other thing we need to be aware of is Cash Wheeler and apparently his road rage incident, um, brandishing a weapon, um, and uh, in Orlando. Um, which look, I've been in traffic. I understand you. We all have had those moments where it's just like, what the fuck is going on, kind of thing. But you know, I mean, I don't know. This seems, I don't want to say out of character, but this seems like the dumbest thing you could do, especially as a professional wrestler who's on one of the biggest shows that's going to happen for your company, and you go and do something like this, which apparently this was in July, and then the arrest warrant was out in the end of July, and then he was brought to court, what, this past week, if I remember correctly? 
it was Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, right. So uh, I guess, you know, for me, especially with something like this, Jeff, because again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, I don't, I'm only tangentially deal with the legal system on my end with my job. How does one, how does something like this take this long to process? And two, how is he able to wrestle beyond TV? Does that mean he didn't tell anybody in AEW that he had this outstanding warrant and is what, I mean, how is it that he's walking around, he's on TV and yet the police are going, I can't get a hold of this guy, you know? Well, listen, I, I, I don't know the answer to all of those questions. All I know is from the different sources of what I've read, which is, again, a failure of the wrestling media and, and the, the lack of actual journalism that, that's done, and, and, and especially the lack of journalism that's done if, for your favorite promotion. Um, this is what I understand, that this incident occurred the night of July 28th, mm -hmm. um, allegedly occurred. Um, and apparently, you know, he had an incident in traffic where I guess he felt that the car in front of him uh, cut him off on a ramp or, or, or merging into traffic, something like that. Uh, apparently, he was beeping and tailgating and then drove around the guy, but stopped and like brandished his weapon, but not only, you know, but like opened his window and like, you know, put it out of the car type of thing. Apparently the guy was filming it on his, you know, maybe there was someone else in the car, a wife, kids, friend, I don't know. Somebody was filming it. Maybe he's got dash cams. Uh, I mean, cars have cameras now built into them. So maybe, you know, somehow he was able to manipulate that. Whatever it was, he filmed it. He, you know, and then, supposedly cash drove away at the end the guy called the police while it was happening so the police arrived at the scene or told them where to meet them he filed a report showed them the videos they actually did a lineup uh, of random people and he he picked out cash out of a lineup was it a physical lineup where they brought cash in or was it a photo array lineup i don't i, I don't know the answer to that it seems like it was mostly a photo most likely a photo array anyway the police did some time to do an investigation. They issued a warrant. When they issued that a warrant, I don't know. When Cash knew about it, I don't know. He is on the road probably a fair amount of time. And as I understand, he lives in North Carolina, not Florida. So there, there's, you know, some of that makes sense. Um, if they figured out who it was and realized he was a professional wrestler, I don't know if that would have made them realize, huh, Sort of celebrity, it's probably easy to find and we can prioritize other felons. They're like, professional wrestling? There's still professional wrestling in the world? I, I have no idea if that impacted it at all. I, side note, I ran into a friend of mine last night um, who, you know, I hear Jeff Lippman. I turn around and it's this guy I went to law school with and I see him like every five years. Um, anyway, you know, he's like, are you still doing podcasts? Like, yeah, he goes, he goes, how many viewers do you have? I'm like, well, they're mostly audio, they're podcasts, but you know, and then I, I went on to tell him the ones I do on wrestling and, and, you know, and, and no, we're not, he's like, do you guys sit together? I'm like, well, well, no, I mean, I do most of the podcasts I do is with a guy in Winnipeg and a guy in Melbourne, Australia. So obviously we're not together. Uh, he's like, wait, are you talking about professional wrestling? Like, like the fabulous Moolah and Hulk Hogan. I'm like, yeah. And he started rattling off names of people who were dead. He's like, I didn't even know they still did that. I'm like, Oh yeah, they did, and then that you know. So for everyone says wrestling is hot again. No, it's not. Anyway, so back to cash. Um, at some point, he was aware of the arrest warrant. 
he through his attorney arranged to turn himself in. He turned himself in. He was arrested, took the mugshot, went through the process. He showed up. It was a Thursday or yesterday for an arraignment, which was which was taped. It was videotaped. It was public information. Uh, the 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 victim's name, you know, complainant is I think his name is Matta M A T T A. It's public information. I'm not doxing anyone. It's there for anyone to see, and it's all over wrestling Twitter. If you know, if you want to see it. Um, and he'll be the guy that's in court with the state's attorney <laughs> because anyway, Dax pled not guilty. They did not tell him to surrender his passport. Now, people are making a lot out of that because that means he wasn't told he can't leave the country. No, that's not what it means. It just means that they didn't feel that he was enough of a threat to, to surrender his passport. It is unlikely that that judge set all of the conditions. Look, so again, I'm not a Florida attorney, but here in Maryland, unless it's a very serious crime, it's not like TV where the judge sets all the conditions. They they generally say what the bond will be. It was a it was a twenty five hundred dollar cash bond. He made he made that uh, or cash bail. Either you pay twenty five hundred in cash or he got a bond for it. I'm not sure which it is. The difference is whether or not you post the money itself or you post a bond where you've paid a bail bail bondsman around ten percent. Um, anyway. Um, usually you are then assigned to a pretrial officer, like a probation officer, and that probation officer decides what the terms of your release are. It is not unusual for them to say, don't leave the county, don't leave the state, don't leave the country. In his case, he doesn't live in that state, so I'm sure they're going to let him move about the country, but he may not be able to leave, leave the country. The other thing I've heard from people in Britain who laughed at me, they, they told me they were British because, you know, they were telling me our customs won't even let them let them in. I'm like, I'm like, our customs have nothing to do with who goes out. They only have to do with reentry. And they're like, I'm British. I'm like, oh, well, LOL, my bad. Sorry. Amerocentrum again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than one person has told me that in the UK, just this open charge itself will prevent you from coming in the, the country. Hmm. I have no idea if that's correct. And I have no idea if there are exemptions that are made for like showbiz. I can't imagine there hasn't been soccer players in the premier league or whatever the league is there. I can't imagine there haven't been NFL players with pending charges that they played the NFL games there or whatever, where there aren't sort of like exemptions for special events. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was exempted. Now that's where, did AEW know about it? Because if they did, they would have time to put those wheels in motion. If they didn't know about it, it's sort of hard to believe, but if they didn't know about it, they might not have enough time to get those wheels in motion. I mean, the pretrial officer assignment, if that's the, the next step in the process, is not going to put Cash Wheeler in a rush, whatever his real name is, to to process him. They, they're, they're just going to go by their own processing. So it is still in doubt whether he will end up in all in or if he does if he's going to cause a bigger problem for himself in florida i i don't know the answer to those questions i suspect we will learn more during the course of this week and a lot of the information we learn will be incorrect so i just tell everyone be careful there's a lot of moving parts here and we don't have real journalists that that, that are looking into all of it and and they're probably not talking to british lawyers british mm. customs officials they're probably not talking to florida-based attorneys from that county pre-trial officers that they're probably just making huge assumptions based on he wasn't told to um uh, to turn his passport anyway there there go there ends my my speech right I mean, I think it's, you know, it's something to know because the one thing we know about Florida is they have open records on their arrests and things along those lines. So it just seems like it would be easy to go 
to the court records and get that information because that's how we know like some of this Florida man shit is because they're like, oh yeah, we post all this shit all the time um, kind of thing. So it makes me wonder why aren't reporters just going and looking at the reports that are filed? I mean, isn't it that easy, Jeff, because it's all public record? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be just to, to see what's put out there. I can't imagine any of this is redacted. Um, maybe they are now. Um, I mean, again, it looks like nobody knew about it until Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, I guess because nobody's checked. I mean, when Jimmy Uso got arrested, we knew the next day. I mean, right. We knew that night. But, I mean... He's a bigger star. And by the way, when he got arrested and people said he should be suspended, I said, no, he's presumed innocent. He should work. And that's not because I love WWE or love the Usos. Actually, I like the Usos a whole lot more now than I did then. And Cash should be allowed to work. He is presumed innocent. Whether or not he can leave the country is not a question of my preference. It's a question of the laws of both this county, uh, this country, and another country. Right. Yeah. Well, look who we have here, our resident alien himself, the AI construct, the man from the place that doesn't exist, uh, Mr. Jimmy T. Uh, we we gave a little comment on Tammy, as you, I think, heard, but then uh, we're on Cash Wheeler now. Um, I've been listening the whole time, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and you guys um, sucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? What, what, what? What's your take on this Cash Wheeler? No, he's saying you were saying that we suck. Oh. Um, without you. With or okay. without you. Oh, thank um, you. That, that yeah. means the world, Jeff. <laughs> uh, um, and the world is yours. It, what's your take on this, Jimmy, with, with cash? Because, I mean, I know you guys have pretty restrictive gun laws in, in Australia. And so this probably wouldn't... It, I'm sure there's not incidences of these kind of things in your country because of the restrictive gun laws where you can just brandish a weapon at somebody in a car. Um, and then if they do, they probably throw you under the jail um, in Australia. <laughs> but like when you hear a story like this, for you as a as a, someone who lives in a country with very restrictive gun laws, what's your first thought? You know, when you hear this. Well, first of all, I just heard what you said, right? So is it true that he brandished a weapon, like because of road rage? Basically, is that is that what happened? It's true so, he's alleged to have done. Alleged, yeah. That's the charge. Okay. He was charged with a, he was charged with aggravated assault involving a firearm, and he yeah. and he did surrender his weapons. By the way, it's a, it, it is a at least the top charge is a felony, right? Well, he's a fucking dickhead, straight up. <laughs> first of all, I mean, seriously, allegedly. Is he, is he, allegedly he's a goose. All right, first and foremost, um, yeah. Look, the gun laws are very restrictive here, John. But that doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen. This shit happens quite frequently down here, as a matter of fact. I mean, at the end of the day, criminals will get their hands on guns, whether you like it or not. So it does happen. And the laws here are kind of weird because if you get caught, if it's a first offense, you, you probably won't go to jail, even though you brandished a weapon. So it'll be a slap on the wrist, essentially, right? So, but as far as uh, Cash Cashton goes, because that's what we like to call him, <laughs> he's... But what's he thinking? He, first of all, he didn't tell TK when he did it. Supposedly. So he's just supp allegedly, allegedly, right? So he's going around minding his own business like nothing actually happened. So first of all, I'd be pretty upset if I was TK in the first place for not telling me. That's one. Two, you know you're about to go to the UK, right? Now, I don't know how strict the UK is. I, I, I feel like the UK is not as strict when it comes to getting into the country compared to, say... 
Australia or Canada or the US for that matter. So I guess maybe he will come in. He'll be able to. He will be able to wrestle. But did you know in the UK the the cops there aren't allowed to actually have guns? <laughs> we know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's have, that's an interesting have, fact. They have arms. They have armed services. It's different than and yeah. and when it's armed police, they have to make a whole big deal going. Armed police. Armed police. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't know why they do that, but that's that's them. But yeah, look, very cash. Proper. Yeah. Very proper. Cash, I mean, let's be real here, guys. AEW is full of idiots. I mean, honestly, they really are. They're full of idiots, including Cash, including Dash. And if I was them, you know what? Fuck it. I, I would allow the Bucks to like squash these guys, whether anyone likes it or not, because I think they need a dose of, not evil dose, but a dose of their own medicine. <laughs> yeah. They need to shut up, man. So if, if I were them... Make him be squashed by the Bucks, and that's your punishment. If, you know, if they're able to get into the country, that is, well, with Cash Wheeler anyway. Yeah. That's my take on it. But, yeah, they're just idiots. I mean, well, he's an idiot. Right. Well, here, here's one question. Uh, if it's in Florida, did he have a permit? Probably didn't have a carry permit. Here's the one thing, uh, medium five. If you get a permit in certain states, you have what's called reciprocity with other states. So like in Texas, I have a carry license, even though we're open carry now. Back in the day, I got my concealed carry license, which is now a carry license, which now it's open carry. You don't need a license. But with that license, that gives me reciprocity in certain other states where my license will transfer to that state and allows me to carry if needed. The question becomes, one, he's in a car in Florida. Um, if he's not staying there, if he doesn't live there, I know he lives in North Carolina, how did he transport that weapon knowing he probably flew and he probably flew commercial? How did he, tra- I mean, I know you can transport a weapon if it's unlocked, you don't carry ammo, like, cause I've done that before going to uh, Argentina. for. So no you time. can do that? So, like, I mean, you have to go through a whole rigmarole to do it. Like, your gun has to be, your magazine has to be out in a separate place. Your gun has to be unlocked, you know, unloaded, locked open, and then have a lock run through it. Um, So, like, this is what we did when we went to Argentina for dove hunting. Our shotguns had to be locked open. We had to have a a lock through it in a lock case and everything along those lines. And then it got checked as a separate baggage. So, okay. like, for our gun cases, and I know for like firearms, there's ways to do it. So I've missed a, I've missed every word you said since dove hunting in Argentina. Yes, I did. <laughs> like, who go. needs to go to Argentina to to shoot doves? I mean, uh, like, we were like shooting like like Andean alpaca in Argentina. No, that doves, I get. doves like, are actually a menace. in Argentina, but doves, doves are, are a everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, and that's the problem. Farmers, Argentina puts no limit on dove hunting, so you can shoot all day and kill as many dove as you want because wow. they are a persistent problem. That is farmers more right money. Yeah, this is the kind of shit you can get up to if you've got like a if you if you've got like a G six or whatever the fuck. Yeah, is no, around no, we we flew commercial. We went through a company called Trek Safaris. You can do it. Aussie Ministries. We got it. Yeah, no, no, no. And uh, it's good to have a dad who likes to do stuff sometimes. But that was like twenty something years ago. I, was just, I, I just want to make it clear, is though. Is your dad the guy who Dick Cheney shot in the face? No, my uh-huh. dad shot Dick Cheney in the dick. But you know, huh. that's why you you know that's funny story. That's why I got the nickname Dick. Yeah, exactly. But with the gun laws in Australia, just quietly, um, you are able to hunt and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't long ago that the gun laws here were exactly like the states. Aborigines, right? Oh, shh. 
Don't say that. <laughs> I'm gonna get mega heat if I even say anything. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother answering that question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no. Chris wow. Chris, what's your take on the situation uh with Cash Wheeler? Is it a complete AEW shit show as normal or or is this something I don't know. I don't even know how to take the situation. Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, uh, it, it bothers me when I hear people making summary judgments about something that's been alleged, and we right. don't even really know the details of what's been alleged. So is Cash an idiot? I have no fucking idea if Cash is an idiot or if he was afraid of something or if the guy who apparently had video uh, first tried to run him off the road and then started filming a video if mm -hmm. if the guy first flashed a gun at cash and then started filming the video we don't we don't know the details of exactly what happened in this situation so making these summary judgments about oh he's definitely guilty and he's a bad guy and here's what they should do to punish him i don't like that at all i don't like jumping the gun on these kinds of things because I just I've seen it happen way too often where a person is accused of something that they did not do. I've been accused of things that I have not done, and it is infuriating being in that situation. So um, right now I'm saying I don't know what the fuck happened. Let's wait and see. Um, again, what we do know is what's been alleged, which is that. Out of nowhere and for no reason, this man was speeding and driving crazy. And then he sped up beside me for no reason. And then he pulled out his gun for no reason and showed it to me for no reason. Th that all sounds a bit far-fetched. If my kid came up to me and told me that story, I would say, what aren't you telling me? <laughs> yeah. Right? So That's true. I would just say in terms of like, you know, what's going to happen with the situation and should he be punished and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I Wait and see what happened. Wait and see what comes out in court. Because, again, to me, what's been alleged seems pretty far-fetched. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's far-fetched, but I agree with you that there is another side to the story. What did this guy do? Maybe he was the asshole. Maybe he threatened maybe he whatever we only have his side of the story from the report we know he's the one that called the police now i mean granted i understand too that like this was done in florida and say cash went home and all these kind of things people are like well how did he not know look you can have an arrest warrant and not know it's not like you know you know you know man and, and no, it happens all the time. No. In more than one state, by the way. Cass, yeah. Cass Wheeler may oh, actually, have a condo in Florida. He may have an, like, a Florida. He may be. A, he may have a Florida resident and a Florida carry permit. Right. You you might not even need a permit in Florida. I'm not even sure. I don't think you do. I think them in Oklahoma, Texas, and I think Florida are open carry where you don't even have to yeah. have it. A permit that doesn't mean it's okay to brandish it in, mm -hmm. in traffic but chris is right these are allegations that's why mm -hmm. i keep trying to say it. and that's why I, I told i gave the little jimmy uso parallel which was not you know involving weapons but it's presumed innocent and yeah. you know this is not the nfl or baseball where there's a collective bargaining agreement that says if you get arrested for dui it's a 30-day suspension but you have a right to appeal it within the collective bargaining and you know and all mm -hmm. that other good stuff um this is wrestling. It's completely discretionary. So if there's nothing, say, and you're supposed to be independent contractors, so if you were charged with something, 
but it is not it's not conviction, then there shouldn't be an automatic suspension. That said, it is absolutely subject to the laws of this country, which we don't know all of the pretrial conditions. And we have <laughs> no. Todd, idea. Listen, Todd, if that's what happened, uh, sorry, Todd Brantley said maybe he harassed him and, and told him the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. If that's what happened, then I fully support Cash. And actually, I think he should have just straight up shot them in the head. I, like, yeah. Um, but can I just say, if 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 someone was testing him, right, for example, but they didn't brandish a weapon, and he just decided to like pull out his gun and was like, <laughs> sort of thing, right? Then well, that's he's what a brandishing fool. means. Yeah, right. no, you can still you can still make an argument for why that's not like for why that for why that is a reasonable recourse. If it looks like the person is trying to run you off the road and you believe that showing them that you are armed will stop them from trying to kill you with their mm -hmm. vehicle, it can be argued that that's still that's an thing. allowable thing. Like that's. Yeah. He did the have a black eye, though, law, Chris. The thing about the law is it's very arguable. That's why we have lawyers in free countries, because you can argue what is and is not a reasonable response to things. Yeah, well, look, but if, if, if he did, but in my opinion, if that's the case, right, if he was getting run off the road, that's fine. That's cool, whatever. But why does he have a black eye? Well, the black eye Wrestling. was Thursday night. The incident occurred yeah. July 28th. We've seen him since then without a black eye. I mean, it's most likely he got it during one of the wrestling events in the okay, intervening right. time. If that's the case, then yeah. I mean, there's no yeah, allegation that these two guys got stopped their cars, got out of their cars, and, and had a physical confrontation, you know, human to human. <laughs> Bullshit, you, Pierce. Pierce. you guys keep yeah. stabbing each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really, exactly. Yeah, And, and you're from Sydney, shit. Pierce. Yeah. Pierce, you're from Sydney, my man. Right now, there's a lot of shootings going on in Sydney, so I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, I, here, I guess the question at the end of the day is Not the really city, my choice. Yeah, well, I mean, regardless I hate of somebody named Sydney. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> but regardless of that fact, Cash Wheeler is a known entity. I mean, first of all, how many times did someone brandish a weapon and nothing came of it? Nobody called the cops or whatever. So there's that, but. He's a known entity in somewhat shape or form. He know you have the, you've got to have a cooler head, right? I mean, like you said, uh, Chris, you know, maybe it was self defense because this guy was just going, ooh, you know, um, you know, trying to, you know, do something to intimidate him, and he felt that was the, the proper response for self defense. But at the well, same, well, because I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not. Uh, this isn't. Like, I'm not saying anything that isn't actually what the allegation is. The actual right. allegation is I was minding my own business. He was driving like a maniac. And then he drove up beside me and showed me his gun and then continued to drive like a maniac. That's the right. allegation. Right. And, and I don't disagree with that. But I think the question becomes, as a person that is Cash Wheeler, at some point, you've got to have a cooler head. You know? Uh, but I think, I think what Chris is saying is we're only hearing the allegation. None of this, it may not have happened the way the allegation, I mean, most likely right. there is, there's that guy's truth, there, there's what he wrote down or what the police officer took down for him or the district court commissioner, there's Cash's truth, and there's probably something in between. The only right. thing we know here is that it's said that it was filmed, so in fact, if it was filmed, I mean, videotape doesn't lie, but I mean, listen. He, we know he has a bit of a hothead because we saw that, that when the guy hit Brett, attacked Bret Hart, you know, when they were escorting the guy out, 
you know, when the, they put the, like the, the suit jacket over the, the, the guy's head, right. Cash gave him a punch in the face, which, by the way, I totally supported at that time and still do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a bit of a hothead. You know what? You probably have to be a bit of a hothead to be a professional wrestler, to be at the, at the, the top of any field. You need to be an, an intense type of person. I, but everyone shouldn't, we shouldn't rush to judgment. Right now we're just speculating. And the only thing I'm, the, my biggest question right now, because, you know, um, listen, I don't think he has any, he has any history of violence. I don't think he has any, any prior criminal record. So what you will cost, like, he's not going to jail. He'll, he'll, you know, at the very worst, he'll have probation, community service, a fine, he'll take some courses, this, that, and the other thing. Um, community service for sure. Yeah, but but my only concern right now, as far as wrestling is concerned, is you know these are open questions that people can discredit. Should you know, should he have told Tony? Did he tell Tony? Should Tony have taken some remedial action, or shouldn't he have? Reasonable minds can differ on that. Could, could did did Tony absolutely not because he has the biggest show you know or shows of of you know in his promoting career in 10 days from now or three weeks from when he found out or whatever the case may be. And will the guy be allowed out of this country and will he be allowed into another country? Those are the questions as a wrestling fan that I think that we can, you know, some are facts and some are debates where reasonable minds can differ. I I, I don't, I'm just saying that if he's allowed to exit the country and enter Britain, he shouldn't be suspended just because of this. He should be allowed to continue to apply his trade until he's found guilty or until there's such overwhelming evidence that, that nobody can really differ on what he did. And then it's up to the owner to make a decision. And then we can criticize the owner or not. Okay. So that's your and thing. It, I, that was going to be my question is how would you guys handle this situation if you were TK? So, um, Chris, if are you in the same boat with Jeff on this situation? How would you handle it if you were TK? Yeah, I, I think I think that companies ought to try, at least try, to hold to the principles of the American experiment. And one of the primary principles of the American experiment is you are innocent until proven guilty. Now you have to you have to work with some nuance because these guys are your tag team champions. You don't want to wind up in a situation where your tag team champion suddenly goes to jail and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I actually think the very opposite of what of what Jimmy was saying. I, I actually think that if Cash is able to go to all in, can you imagine everybody in that arena is going to think if Cash shows up, everybody in that arena is going to think, oh, well, we already know how this is going to go. Right. Mm. Everybody's going to go, well, <laughs> shit, like fucking, these guys are definitely losing. Right. Can you imagine the fucking noise that's going to make if they hit the big rig and get a, and get a one, two, three on the young bucks, because people will legitimately be surprised. And I don't think that there's much chance that he goes to jail over this. I think that like Jeff said at worst, and I mean, again, specifically you're in Florida, right? Maybe, maybe if this happened in Connecticut or New York, maybe he should be worried about, you know, a a more serious thing. But I mean, this happened in Florida. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, what happened? You showed him his gun. I mean, I show people my gun all the time. You're free to go, young man. Like, cause yeah. it's Florida, right? I mean, there's a reason why why the Flo- why Florida man is a fucking thing, right? Right. Um. Yeah. If I were TK, I would just wait, see what happens with this. But as far as all in, if Cash can show up, I would actually have FTR win. Uh, like, cause I think that that would be 
actually surprising and you would have people talking about it the next day. I think that if you want to have Twitter chatter, if you want to have people talking about it, if you want to have people thinking about it and discussing it and sharing it out and going, what the fuck, how did this happen, et cetera, et cetera. If you want that kind of excitement, then you have to do things that are genuinely surprising. And I think if Cash shows up at All In and you have FTR win, I think you'll get that reaction on Twitter like that. Mm-hmm. Makes good sense. Makes good sense to me. I think it's logical, and it's a it's a what a good way, like you said, to talk about an event, uh, right there, Jimmy. If the if you were TK, how would you handle the situation? Well, it all goes. It all depends on what the situation is. If he's guilty for doing what he did, then yeah, you got to punish him. Because either way, I think a lot of the fan base, especially the WWE Mark Tards, are going to look at him as soft if he doesn't do anything. So. It all depends, man. We, like Chris said, we're all speculating. We don't know what the hell is going on exactly. But if he's guilty, by all means, punish the guy. Absolutely. But are you saying now, before all in, all out, or are you saying after a conviction? Because well, I think we're talking about now. We're talking about yeah. Is he allowed? Is he going to England? Is I mean, is, is really right. what we're saying without saying it blatantly? Yeah. When's if, the if court case? If, if you're Jimmy Khan, is he going to? <laughs> well, here, so, so hey, so yeah, so Jimmy Khan. Here's the thing. He's he's already been arraigned, from my understanding. That's like, right, he, right? Wipe your nose, Jimmy Khan. That's that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's what you got to do. So, my, so he's already been to court, like to confirm the charges and be arrested, and he's had his mugshot and everything like that. And so, um, when he has his court trial, that's whenever. So there's no, okay. you know, and, and then like, like, like Jeff said earlier, he said, it's up to the judge. The judge can say, you can't leave the county, leave the state, leave the country, you know, things like that. The, it, it's that question that I guess, because here's the thing, because remember either Tony Khan knew and kept him on TV or Tony Khan didn't know until this week. And now how do you react accordingly to Cash Wheeler with this situation? No, knowing that those are your two outcomes either way. Well, actually, I think TK didn't know about it until this week, in my opinion, from what it seems like, from what the reports are. And if he didn't know, you have to punish him. You've got to lead by example, right? I mean, the guy doesn't lead by example usually, but if, if there's a time to lead by example and to show the locker room that he doesn't play around, then you have to punish him. But if he did know, that's a tough one, man. But because what would you, you do? It's it's not about what he did. What would you do if that were you? Whether you if knew I about knew? it, it would, if you were running the company, if you knew, either you knew ahead of time or you found out this week because of the arrest and every the reports coming out. What would be your reaction as the person who runs AEW, if, knowing that one of your tag title champions was arrested for this? What would be your reaction? If I knew ahead of time right and he explained to me that it was his fault just say right allegedly then i'll still have to punish him (laughs) but if it wasn't his fault and he explained to me exactly what happened this is the scenario and he still told me beforehand then fine let him be let him be on the card and whatnot i'll you know if it wasn't his fault you don't punish him obviously right but um i mean if if he didn't know though you have to set an example. You just, you have to. You got to set an example because you don't do this type of shit. You know what I mean? 
So you're Tiny saying people. if you found out if you found out if you as TK if you're if you're Jimmy Khan and you found out this week you're punishing it. Oh, absolutely. Doesn't matter if he's guilty or not. We're we're leaving out one aspect of this. I mean, first of all, if if I didn't know if I was Jeff Khan and my my guy didn't tell me this, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. What I would do with that, I don't know, because I've sort of booked myself into a corner. I put together a show where allegedly 83,000 and counting people are so, and this is probably the second most or most interesting match on the card. Everything else is sort of slapdash. Um, I have to be honest. Tag team pay-per-view, that's all that is. I have to be honest. I, I sort of was trained on the show must go on, P.T. Barnum, Vince McMahon, you name it, whatever. I probably go through with it because i have to for my business but i'd be really pissed jimmy's right though morally you should you you should you should set an example it, even just for not telling the boss this happened i don't know what their contracts say about this and you know and there's no way that dax didn't know there's no way he didn't tell dax and if that's the case there's no way punk didn't know and once you know you tell one person you have a secret you tell two people everybody knows that that's sort of the old thing Nobody um, keeps a secret in, in the in the world of professional wrestling, Jeff. Telephone, tell right. telephone, tell a wrestler, as they say. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Things things get around, but uh, I don't. I'm telling. I I I probably have the show go on and listen. I think the Bucks are going to win anyway because I don't think they can resist booking themselves to win in front of eighty three thousand people, so they can have that on their their ego CV. I also think that from a practical reason, they were probably going to win because those tag team titles. Right now, they're handcuffed to a Saturday night show as opposed to the Friday and Wednesday night show. And the Wednesday night show is the uh, is is allegedly the flagship. But there's another factor. What I mean, it, did Tony get a call from Warner Brothers Discovery? What do they want to see him mm. do? Do they want to see mm. him make an example, or do they say, "Listen, it's your company. You run it the way you want." But we want to see you getting, you know, sell that place and still get 140,000 pay-per-view buys. And we want to see you duplicate that the week afterwards as well, because your your appearance on Max depends on us seeing that you can you can give us an attraction every month that we can right. put on Max. Uh, and this is part of the TV deal. So if that's the case, that's listen. This is a giant if. I understand that. Um, but the networks, you know view towards this and let's face it they put out the flash after knowing what ezra miller was accused of and yes they had already spent 900 billion dollars making it etc but um they have canceled other projects so my guess is they want the business so you know i think he's he could blame it on them if he ever needed to no one's it's aw no one's going to hold him to account not yet anyway right i i would have the show go on okay you know, I, I think, and I think that's a big factor that Jeff you you threw out there that I think we lost we lost in this is where where's Warner Brothers playing on this um, Warner Brothers Discovery it, it, that's a big factor in all this as well um, and but at the end of the day they're about making money they're about having programming and shows that they can make money on and so I, I tend to think that maybe they'll say hey you run your company as need be. Um, and, uh, you know, keep bringing us those things that you do to these pay-per-views so we can put it on Max, and then you can have your weekly shows um, of Dynamite and everything along those lines. And speaking of Collision, I think the other big thing we need to talk about is 
the people that have been banned from collision, according to some of these reports of Nick Nemeth and Christopher Daniels, who's head of talent relations. Um, He's one of the many EVPs of talent relations. There's about six. There's six. QT Marshall has that title. Matt Hardy has that title. Jim Ross has that title. Tony Schiavone has that title. Christopher Daniels is not the only person that has that title. And I think we've all established it's just a title. It's meaningless. Well, it's supposedly he's the head. Like they're all talent relations, but supposedly Christopher Daniels is the head of that. And I think he, he's he, bossing around Jim Ross. I think not. Look, I understand that, but like, you know, it's one of those things of uh, again, we hear that, and again, it wasn't that they're not allowed. They were told to leave. You know, they were told to leave the show by CM Punk. You know, and it, it, it becomes now. Um, you don't have to have your relationship with talent in person. Maybe that's the be- maybe that's the best way to manage those relationships between the collision uh, talent and other talent is to not have the not have the interaction. Maybe so, but I guess the question becomes: um, at, at this point, at this point, with hearing these things, it can't bode well for for AEW as they move forward, right? I mean, at some point, something's going to break if you're going to have this hard of a division between locker rooms and shows and things along those lines. And what is, I guess, what are your, what are your guys speculations of the outcome of something like this, where we keep seeing these hard breaks of people? No, you're not allowed here. You're not allowed here. I'm not going over there kind of thing. Um, Chris, what do you think? Um, I think that Tony Khan has enough money that he can pay people to be miserable. And um, I think that that's something that's going to continue to happen. Um, I think that as far as things coming to a head, they already have. There was a goddamn fist fight in the back where a dog bit a bit Mark Jackson or whatever. Um, so, listen, like as far as like, what would I do? What 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 do I say? What do I think about it? Um, if I'm CM Punk, right, and you've had you've got a couple of people backstage who are basically nobodies, right? I mean, is like. Who who's actually more integral to his era? Is it Ryan Nemeth or Midian? And I'm I'm legitimately asking the question because I think Midian is more important to his era than Ryan Nemeth is. I don't think that Ryan Nemeth makes any fucking impact on on the product whatsoever. I don't think that I think that any impact that um, Brandon Cutler has on on this company is a extremely negative impact. I I really think that that guy actually is a cancer in the locker room because he doesn't belong there. The only reason he's there is because of who he's friends with. And if you're in that situation, you can still be an okay part of the locker room by being a positive force, by being somebody who's there to help and make sure other people are positive and happy. You can, you can do a lot of things to still be a positive part of that locker room. And he's not, he pisses people off. He pisses the wrong people off. He does it with reckless abandon because he knows he won't get fired, even though he's a worthless piece of shit. Yes. Brandon Cutler is a worthless piece of shit for a professional wrestling company. So as far as punk saying, no, you guys are shitty and I don't want you here. I 100% agree with them. That's, that's, that is completely fine. If he was saying the same thing to Adam Page, but Adam Page wanted to come in and do a program with Punk and we were going to make some money with Adam Page versus Punk, then I would say, 
okay, get over yourself and do business. Nobody's doing business with Brandon Cutler and Ryan Nemeth. Those guys can fuck off to the moon and nothing will change about AEW. All right. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Well, what's the outcome of this? Well, I don't know about Cutler being a cancer per se in the back or not, but yeah, Chrissy's right though about at the end of the day, he's only there because of the young bucks and that's it. He went right? after and pissed off the biggest star in the company. He mm-hmm. went after and pissed off and mocked the most fucking recognized announcer in the history of professional wrestling. Announcer? Fuck Jim that Ross. guy. Jim Ross. Okay, I, I didn't know that. What did he do to Jim Ross, for example? When Jim Ross had his, quote, no, Jim Ross reason, had his no. quote about, about oh, I don't understand why, why we in this company we have these people who go off and they stand in a corner around looking up at you like a bunch of quails, you know, and, and, and let the other guy dive on you. You don't remember when Brandon Cutler the next week said, oh, tune into Wednesday night where we'll all stand together around like quails and let other people dive on us and blah, 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 blah. Fuck I you, Brandon t- Cutler. I yeah. actually didn't know that. You don't remember when Chris shit. said that last week and the week yeah. before on shows where the two of you did it together? I remember him saying it, but I didn't know that's exactly what happened. But yeah. I know that's what he was quoting, if you know what I mean. So if that's the case, yeah. I mean, he's a fucking idiot, right? Again. Fuck that. Guy. Again, but it all comes back to Tony Khan here, man, regardless of what's going on in the back. Yes. Show some accountability, man. He's just letting the inmates run the, asi- the asylum. I mean, again, you can blame Color, you can blame Nemeth, you can blame the Bucks, you can blame the Elite, whatever, right? Or Punk. But it goes back down to TK, man. There are people who don't need to be in that locker room, but it's TK who needs to be making the decision that, hey, you exactly. don't need to be in this fucking locker room. Yeah, Spot that, on. That's exactly right. Especially now that they're taping Ring of Honor with Collision, before and after Collision, and not separately. <laughs> so there, while there's, listen, I don't think Brandon Cutler has much to do with Ring of Honor. I don't know what people do in the back. But, you know, but apparently... Ryan Nemeth has been on Ring of Honor. Do they need him as opposed yes. to, instead of random jobber, he's specific jobber. Uh, do right. they need specific jobber instead of random jobber? No. Do they need Christopher Daniels to be there for Ring of Honor? I say no. Does Tony think yes? I don't know. But whatever the case might be, it, it does need to be Tony that makes the decisions. And if Punk can tell people to leave, even if it's just during the collision portion of it, and that's Tony saying that that that's tacitly Tony's decision that Punk can do it. Now, either he's he's actually making that decision or he's avoiding making a decision or taking a stand. I think all of us, I think four for four agree that Tony is passive and lets people walk over and lets people make their own rules. However, the one thing, listen, anybody who's known me and probably most of the listeners here don't know me for a long time. But anybody who's known me for like the last eight years where I've been semi involved in in wrestling writ large either through the solid monster sounds off group or wrestling soup or podcasting myself is that i'm not a cm punk fan i was never a cm punk fan i was like i was like wasn't a fan of him during his time don't care if he comes back i hope he doesn't come back i think he brings trouble wherever he goes that said now that he's back and whatever you think of him he is trying to make collision work and he is trying to run collision as it's his business, as a business, as a professional business, like it or not, closer to Vince McMahon than Tony Khan because he's trying to be a boss. 
and he's trying to make rules and he's trying to enforce them. So if Tony's going to let him, let him. And apparently he did. So listen, if he said, if he said to Claudio, who's the Ring of Honor world champion, you can't be there, which would never happen because that's not who Claudio it is. But but let's just say the Ring of Honor world champion was Nick Nemeth or Ryan Nemeth, whatever he goes by. If they if they <laughs> If he told him, you can't be here, and he's the Ring of Honor world champion, that's too far. That's not what he did. He took people who don't need to be there and say, get out. And Colt Cabana, that's part of the deal. You you come back, I'll give you a raise. You have control. You don't have to deal with Colt Cabana. Colt, and listen, I have nothing against Colt Cabana, but he's not particularly important to Ring of Honor. I, you know, n- Ring of Honor isn't important. It, nobody's watching. Nobody's reporting the amount of Honor Club's uh, subscribers. Nobody's reporting the amount of Ring of Honor pay-per-view buys. They 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 knew Impact's pay-per-view buys for Slammiversary less than a week later. They know the exact numbers of pay-per-view buys for every show. They don't report when they don't report them. They're bad. That's all you need to know. And bad these days means it's not like it used to be. That bad was under fifty thousand. It's not like a few years ago when bad was under twenty thousand. Bad now is under 10,000. Sometimes bad is under 1,000. Mm-hmm. So Colt Cabana is adding nothing to Ring of Honor. So, for, so for the, when you're talking about a cost-benefit analysis, have to go with Punk on this one because the people he told to go away are people that can go away. And frankly, they're just part of a, a jobs program. And if, and if Tony Khan wants to pay them for doing little or nothing, God bless them, let them. It's, it's, it's great. I'll take the Jim Valley approach on this one. <laughs> It's a lovely works program. And as long as it can last, I'm, I'm always okay with them. Just saying, uh, I'll say it again. I've never known a rich person to be this stupid about employment or one where they have a rich family that lets them be this stupid for this long. Yeah. John, can yeah. you highlight Labrett's last comment, by the way? Uh, this one about playing See, locker room. That's spot on right there because he's always wanted to play locker room leader all the way back to the WB days, and a lot of the rest just rolled their eyes when he tried to do that. Yeah. But anyway. But first okay. of all, all right. Time. Sorry, I need to. I, I need to. I need to point something out about that because okay. I just. I like. Okay, okay. Yeah. Punk has always wanted to be a locker room leader. Yeah, he gets to play locker room leader now. Ha ha ha. What have we all thought about Collision for the last nine weeks? Good show. Bad show. No, Good great show. show. So far, I think Good solid. Show. I think it's Good solid show. show. It's the best fucking wrestling show on the air for the last nine weeks so say whatever the fuck you want about cm punk wanting to be a locker room leader if that's the results let him be the fucking locker room leader true yeah can't can't say that wrong but uh todd brantley why are you taking shots at my boy why are you taking shots at my boy that's that's uncalled i wouldn't take that as shots but he's kind of right no i I know I, i i'm teasing a little bit but like I mean, I don't think Lance is happy. I think that Todd's. He's definitely not happy. I think. I think that Lance, like a lot of people in wrestling, that, so there's two things that make wrestlers happy or unhappy, right? Cash and creative. That's that's always been the way in professional wrestling, and there are some people who find creative to be a lot more important than the cash. Mm-hmm. I think that those people are what we would generally call proud people. Okay. Proud people really don't like to be mistreated, even if they're getting paid well for it. I think that Lance Archer is probably that. I think that that's, you know, he gets paid, and I'm sure that he loves the paycheck from AEW. But I'm also sure 
if you went to him and asked, hey, Lance, would you take 10% less and then we book you as the TNT champion and have you have you go on a dominant run like a monster that you are and that you actually would look like, you know, the believable shit that we ought to be doing with somebody like you, I'm sure he would say yes. Right. Likewise with a, a Kevin Owens in WWE recently saying how, uh, how dissatisfied he is with how the, the tag team division has been booked. I'm sure if you went to him and said, listen, Kevin, we will do a better job of booking. We're going to pay you 5% less. No question in my mind. He'd say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, he asked. I mean, Jimmy knows this. He went on. He was on Twitter and yeah, said, I was going to say that. Right. Go back to Australia. And so I was like, hey, Jimmy and, and Pierce, get get Lance down there. You know, I mean, the dude wants to wrestle. He, he, he obviously wants to do it. It's just, again, one of those things. I find it hard to believe you go, I don't know what to do with a guy who's 6'8", 275, and is a monster and as athletic as he is. I, I find that hard to believe that you don't know what to do with a guy like that. I, I agree. He probably – I mean, the cash is nice. And, you know, there are there's part of me that wonders in the back of my mind if he does, doesn't regret taking the AEW job, knowing with New Japan how much he's loved, how much he gets paid, and how much they would use him and ha he would get used. And he can essentially create his own schedule because he'd be like, well, I want to take this time off or I can do this. Yeah, but yeah. now he can fully fund his IRA and, and and he can probably have a comfortable retirement based on what AEW is paying him versus what New Japan would pay. True. And I'm not disagreeing with that and, at and all. And that's going to be more important to, to Lance Archer in 20 to 30 to 40 years than it is now. I Listen, I understand what everybody's saying, but let, let, let the – let the the OC or whatever the Good Brothers be your lesson. They 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 thought that creative was more important. They learned just how little they were worth in the market, despite appearing on Impact, AEW, and a million other places. They now they take the money and they shut the fuck up. As far as Kevin Owens is concerned, I would be sympathetic if he was not just in the main event of WrestleMania three months ago and didn't have an injury and didn't have a partner who also had an injury. So mm -hmm. listen, to it's not long enough for you to be frustrated yet. If this was a year and a half of, of middling and mediocrity, I, I sort of get it. But he's being paid three and a half million dollars. And three months ago, he was in the main event. And he's been in a lot of the main events of Raw as well. Yes, they've sucked, but he's but he's still added around the top of the card and added around the top of the food chain. Yes, the tag team division has sucked, but part of it has to do with both him and his partner not being 100 percent. Right. Actually, so, so, at, so since the PWC continues to grow and continues to get more and more views, you're not allowed to be frustrated at all, Jeff. So just just so that we know for that triple <laughs> conversation that the three that the three of us have on, on Messenger, you're not allowed to get frustrated because things are going well overall. Well, right. Yeah. When, when yeah. the PWC starts to turn a profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you for, you forgot about that part of the equation, Mister Top Sixty in the in the sports wrestling. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't podcast. seen it. I just. Heard it from Jimmy T. So oh yeah. well, yeah, I'll you show you. Man, but you, you always like to brag. I hate, I hate that. Yes, I like to brag. I would like people to know that they're involved with winners, or if they're not involved, to check something out that might be better than some of the stuff they're listening to, because not everybody can listen to seven wrestling podcasts a day. Right. That's you, true. I'd be interested to see like, like every, like every show or every every week on my show, you talk about like a country that y'all are 
in. Like, hey, look, we're 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 trending in this country. Like, Kenya. British Guyana. Yeah, British Guyana. We're trending in. You know, like that would be fun. Like, hey, this week we're dedicating our show to like Vietnam. It's like, the, it's like the European Championship run with D'Lo Brown, where we right. just highlight where we're where we're big at that time. Yeah. No, but but Media M Five, we're 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 not top yeah, six. Number in Kenya. one. We were number, number one in Kenya. We're top yeah. sixty in up. all sports podcasting <laughs> in the yeah. U.S. Like Nairobi yeah. in America, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, where there's a whole bunch of people talking all kinds of shit, like we're doing right now about about wrestling. Which I guess by now it's now almost an hour thirty. We've got the longest we ever have about talking SmackDown, um, unless you but guys we, have. But we've been talking about wrestling for a long we have, time. Well, maybe for the first five minutes we didn't, but, you know. No, it was more um, like the first 30 minutes, but we've been talking yeah. about wrestling since. Yeah, but I guess, uh, you know, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about that we haven't covered this week. I just want Jimmy's, to say. Jimmy's giving us the finger. <laughs> no, no, not that, not that finger. <laughs> yeah. Raise your ones up just quietly. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but you brought up Lance earlier and how you said I knew about it. Even though... Um, he didn't actually come out and say that publicly, obviously. I could just tell by the way he put it and him retweeting what I said also that he's not happy. You can just see it. I mean, he, he I don't know what he needs to do, but clearly money is not the issue for him. Clearly creative is the issue. That's one. And as far as Kevin Owens goes, I don't know if you saw his uh, podcast that he did with, um, I'm talking to you, Jeff, particularly. With, no, uh, you know I don't watch Ariel Hawani. With Ariel Hawani. He's been frustrated for over a year now with well, creative. Then, then, you know what? Then he's someone that's perennially frustrated. Because fuck yeah. him if he's been frustrated for a year. Because the, the, six, the six months leading up to WrestleMania, he was one of the stars of the show. So, you know what? Then he's then he's just someone who who cannot manage his own depression. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. You got to check it out because it's telling, man. He does not, I'm not look happy. It out. I'm I don't telling care. You I'm not. I'm not interested. Nobody who main evented WrestleMania makes three and a half to five million dollars a year after royalties and bonuses get gets to be this miserable this soon after main event. That's right. weird. It's they, true. They I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's more going on in it's his like life. Logan that we don't Paul know about. saying, "Oh, I'm miserable with my direction," and you know, shut right. up. Yeah, shut yeah. Up. I mean, and Jimmy, I think you have to think about this. He. Where's if I made three and a half million dollars, I wouldn't have to work the rest of my life. Right, exactly. Sometimes money is not everything, though, when it comes to happiness, man. But where, I don't know, don't don't have too. where is he out no. on his contract? Where is his contract? When is his contract? If you can afford a yacht, I don't feel sorry for you. That's yeah. a rule. That's true. Yeah. Okay, he just resigned like a year and a half ago for, for you know, Kim and Sami Zayn and Cody all signed around the same time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I guess that's my question, though, is like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, where is he frustrated? He, like you said, the build-up with the Bloodline storyline leading to wrestling, because he had that going in, then him and Sammy coming together, then going to WrestleMania and being the main event of night one, and then you're going to say, well, afterwards, well, Kevin, you've been hurt. Sammy's been hurt. Like, what the hell do you want? Like, where do you want to go? You, you're not even on TV. You're in fucking Detroit at a zoo. You're not even where TV is right now. He loves so, zoos. I know <laughs> he, he loves zoos. I like, <laughs> yeah. like, That's his thing. I get it, but like, when you're showing that you're on at a zoo and you're not at a SmackDown or a Raw taping, then what do you expect? You know, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where well, it feels you know like what else is funny? Just a bitch more than anything else. Sami Zayn is also frustrated and seems to not be able to get over his um, WWE Championship loss to Roman Reigns back in February. 
Yeah. He came out and said it on an interview that he did, not on a podcast, just an interview. I'm and, not going to uh, repeat yeah. myself. Just, just replace the words Kevin Owens with the word Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was May. It's August now. Both still 2023. Shut up. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> all right. We signed your contracts in January. Uh, Shut up. So uh, before we get into SmackDown, because this is, this is SmackDown adjacent, uh, Chris uh, Winland says, did W make the wrong instinct draft choices? So far, disappointing. Pretty Deadly are injured, and the witches vanished completely. Um, I, I would say with, with Pretty Deadly, they didn't make a wrong choice. They just got hurt. I mean, it happens. You know? Grayson Waller's doing well. Ugh, he's terrible. Are you are you fucking kidding me right now, Jimmy? He's on television. That's what only matters. one of Pretty Deadly got hurt, but they're an act. So. Right. So and and then you know the witches. I look. We know that the women's division is complete shit, and the tag division is other well, like the last break second. My heart. Yeah. Seriously, breaks my so, heart. So you know, but that's. I mean, look tonight. We had a tag match between two teams that aren't really like. One wasn't a tag team at all, and one's a tangential tag well, team. You know who you haven't seen whining. The witches, right? You know, um, wow. we haven't seen pretty deadly whining. You know, but that's the whole. To be point. fair, they're, they're rookies, pretty much. So I mean, come on. Yeah, but they realize how good they've got it. Right. You know, that's that's the whole point. Um, you know, I don't think they did because they one one is in a division that WWE doesn't give a shit about. The second they got hurt, I mean, it's 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 whatever. So. I, but remember when, when they Ted got hurt. McGinley was brought onto Happy Days to take over uh, Ron Howard's role, and he thought the show was going to revolve around him. And it turned out no one really cared about Ted McGinley, and he just became an ancillary character, but he was still paid like a star. Remember when he complained? No, he parlayed that into Ted McGinley's show killer, where he then killed the love love boat, and he and he killed Married with Children, and he killed every show <laughs> he was on. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean. I, I can't. I think it's Different again. Brands. We're not even. We're not even a year in with some of these call ups. So I. I don't. I think we need to tap the brakes on some of these things. Give it time. Let it breathe. Let's go forward from there. But so with that said, with, yeah. Let's 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 let, let's give all this table and talk and let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, now that we're almost an hour and a half in. Um, <laughs> hey, new record. Let's go. Uh, so last night we were in Toronto. At the Bank Arena Center, or whatever you want to call it, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Scotiabank. Uh, it's well, oh, Scotiabank. Sorry. <laughs> What'd you call it, John? I just called it the Bank Arena. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> As opposed to Nova Scotia, it's old. Yeah. It's just regular Scotia. For, formerly it's the regular Canada, Canada Center. It's not new. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a, look, just Scotland. I figured. I figured it's right next door to Chris's house. So it you is. Know. You know, it's right there. <laughs> he lives. Right. He lives in a van under the bridge under the right. Arena. As we established last week, anybody who By lives in Canada lake. lives next door to Chris, just like anybody who lives in Texas lives right next door to me. So I should know them. Exactly. Um, you know. Uh, so we're there. Oh, you're from uh, Canada? Do you know? No, I don't know. I do, <laughs> not, know. I do yeah. not know Jimmy, John, or Jeff from Toronto. I'm right. certain they're really nice. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> So of course we had a Why aren't I named Jack? Right? Like this would have been way more this would have been way more succinct if it was Jimmy, yeah. John, Jeff, and Jack. Uh, your name would right? be Jacques. <laughs> the Quad J. Oh, I am not French. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, we, he's already given two fuck yous to two different cast show members today. What a what a day already. Hey John, you're the showrunner. Are you gonna punish him or not? No, I'm not gonna punish him. Yeah. This is why no. he's here. Because I'm a star like CM Punk. See? <laughs> See? Uh, See? See Nick Nemeth? 
All right. Yeah. See Brandon Cutler. I'm I'm low I'm low rent I'm low rent Tony Khan. Well, I got the same high salary that you did, so I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> be happy. So we had we had last night uh, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and look, does anybody even remember? I don't. The only reason why I remember Kevin Patrick's name is because I had to write it down. Um, I look that dude is the biggest waste of space ever. Like just awful. I don't I don't I don't even understand why he's there anymore. Ever is a um, long time, but but I. I I see no reason why you're mentioning his name. Yeah, I look. I I, I don't know. It, it's it's whatever. Um, so we start with the Grayson Wola effect because uh, uh, we put another shrimp on the fucking Bobby as he comes down with his potted plants and his desk and everything. And we have coming out Ray Mysterio with uh, Santos Escobar with the United States Championship and Ray and uh, Santos coming out looking all dapper and suited up and ready to go and grayson talks about first well first before he does that he has he talks about how edge is going to thank him um for making edge relative again and you know all this bullshit and then they come down um and he starts stirring the pot about hey look santos ray took your spot he couldn't let you go he couldn't you know whatever and uh basically he talked about the fact that no, this is about family, something you don't understand. As long as the belt's with the LWO, that's fine. And then he tells him to shut up in Spanish, I'm assuming. Or he told him to fuck off in Spanish. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. So whatever he told him. Yeah. Is that what he said? Okay, I don't know. Um, whatever he says directly <laughs> after in English is what he has said in Spanish. Okay. Which, like, okay. when you're bilingual, it's super fucking annoying listening to these guys talk. Because you're like, I just heard you say that. But right. better. But then there's something somebody like me, because I'm assuming you told him like a curse word in Spanish, which doesn't get bleeped. But then Gaete like, is shut up. Shut up. Gaete, shut up. Okay, good to know. Um I tried to maybe told him fuck off and then shut up, you know, in English. Because you couldn't say fuck off in you know on regular La puta TV. madre. Yeah. So you can't say puta madre on, on American yeah. TV either. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we well, kind of so, figured that well, out. You know. Well Sammy Zayn swore in French. Well you can say cool, puta madre, but you can't say carajo. He yeah. didn't, he did, okay, but what he said in French is only a swear in French. If you translate it into English, it does not turn into a swear word. Like okay, what Sammy, what Sammy Zayn said was like basically which is like the, the direct translation is like, take yourself to church. It's not, it's like the direct translation is nothing in English, it's, right? It's an idiomatic slur. Yeah. Yeah. In French, you're right. telling somebody that they're a fucking piece of shit, but in but in English it doesn't translate. If you say puta de madre, it, you're you're literally saying like your mom's a bitch. You like yeah. that's not it doesn't work. Yeah. Um and Aaron, real quick, it's because Americans centralize and they focus on their time zones and their shows, not on yours. So um most what, of the what time. does he mean? It's it's not one a.m. It's like it's like it's not four a.m. It's like one p.m. here. No, he's saying why do Usually. Americans four a.m. instead of normal hours? Like now, I guess it's normal hour for him, but it might be four. I don't know. Um, I, I guess I need more. What shows are at four a.m. U.S. time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're already or not. Maybe that's what time he sees. I mean, maybe show. like the late late show on NBC. Starts at well, 1 a.m. Or maybe for him it starts <laughs> at 4 a.m. I don't know. Um, but, you know, because he lives in Israel, so his time zones are quite different than ours. But uh, we – and then we had Grayson Waller talking shit to Ray and, and we're trying to get that, 
that wedge going and and we see that so far that they're they're standing strong because they're the lwo and they're familia and then out comes austin theory bitching that hey i need my i need my belt you stole it because i wasn't ready and i wasn't prepared and um y'all tricked me and this is not right and then la knight comes out and tries to make his 25 man battle royal relevant by saying i went through 25 men so it won't it'll be easy to go through you and i'm thinking wait he was one of the guys you went through in that 25 man battle royal so right. he forgot that saying one of them was you that, that's, yeah that's the line he forgot yeah he should have said that and one of them was you that i went through um and so we end up getting adam pierce out there and it's it's all a setup to go hey we're going to have L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory, and if whoever wins gets a shot at the belt. And so and we'll do it right now as Adam Pierce tries to give that Vince McMahon growl for, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, this was a segment to start the show. Great. Cool to set up a match that's going to start right after. Now, I will say this. I was all on board for L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory. Getting there was a little bit of a slog, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, really, I didn't, business didn't pick up until LA Night came out. I felt, you know, but that yeah, was no. just Grayson Waller is so desperate to get heel heat, it actually feels pathetic and painful. He's really bad at Santos Escobar looked like a potted plant on this, and Ray really looked like he didn't want to be out there. He's he's not a good speaker. He never has been. No mm. part of this segment worked except for LA Night. And then I know we're not going to get, I mean, even Austin Theory, I mean, he gave generic heel, you know, I lost my title, it was unfair, 101 promo. But, you know, did he try? Yes. Was it interesting? No. Like, none of this was, none of this was interesting. No part of it was interesting. The only part that was remotely interesting was was Grayson Waller playing the role of Arn Anderson, who, by the way, did it in, in one and a half sentences a couple of weeks ago, pointing out that, Ray and Santos having the U.S. title is not actually the LW having thoughts that Ray has a title and Santos doesn't. Why, why are you so happy smiling there like a goofball Santos? But Santos at the same time has this giant thing on his leg, which right, I don't know if that's real or a work. But, I mean, it, it, either way, in kayfabe, there's no reason he should have a title because he, he's injured. He's not cleared. So none of this made any sense to me. And, yes, L.A. Knight was interesting, but then they – sort of Bollock set up, you know, I guess people can differ on whether or not the, the Mrs. thing in this, you know, matters or, or saved it or not. But I, I thought this was a, a cringe opening segment. Yeah, very much so. Um, Aaron, ben, uh, let's see. Chris Wineland says, we need a Miz versus Waller versus Theory lose leaves WWE oh, match. Come, and the Miz on. Wins. Um, come on. First of all, Theory's not that bad. I, I actually think Theory's great. Personally, you that's just you me. don't pick a forty-something-year-old over a twenty-something-year-old. You just don't. You right. just don't. You just yeah. don't. And, and as far as Waller yeah, go goes, give the guy a chance. I know he's 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 heat. He's he's want to be trying to get you know he'll heat. He's pretty bad, right? Because he just he's just obnoxious. He's just you don't even want to boo him or cheer him. You just he's just him. You know what I mean? You don't. I think then. Well, no, you're no supposed right. You don't to care. Want to boo him. Right. But what does he really say to make you boo him? I mean, Nothing. he doesn't. He doesn't. That's, that's the point. That's he right. No he doesn't. Yeah. That's right. He doesn't. Now, whether that's his fault or creatives, I don't know. But with Waller, he's too much like the Miz. That's the problem. 
Like he's pretty much a Miz in many ways, just not the Miz. Like Miz is more that Hollywood. Without the twenty years, right, right, right. You know, Waller's character is more, I guess, more of an influencer, if that makes any sense, compared to the Miz, right? But I don't know what you do with him at this point. What, what do you do with Waller? I know Jeff hates his guts. I don't know. Like what you could have Cora Jade do that, and it would be more interesting, and she could do it just as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Todd says in the chat, uh, the the comment king. Waller has go-away heat, it seems, especially with the American fan base. So I'm curious to see if he would get cheered here in Australia because there's a good chance he might not, actually not. So yep. I'm actually curious, right? Do you, do you agree, Chris? Do you think he wouldn't get cheered here? He'd get booed out of the fucking building in Australia. Um, there are a few wrestling heels who would get cheered in Australia, right? Of, uh, of Tony course. Storm. Obviously. Tony Storm would get love. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, Buddy, Buddy would Ripley. get love. Buddy, Rhea 100, Rip- yeah. Rhea Ripley is a, is a face everywhere. She's, I mean, <laughs> I say whatever. She's, she's, she's not a villain. She's the Punisher. Everybody fucking loves her. Yeah. It's ridiculous to continue to say she's a villain. She's a heel. She's not a Bronson heel. Bronson Reed would get cheered. Bronson Reed might get cheered. It would be a little no, he tacit, will. He will. One hundred percent, he will get cheered because of Zion his Quinn. Indie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There. No one knows who the fuck Zion Quinn is, I, I said other I'm than kidding. I said I'm right. Kidding. Other than people maybe in Sydney because he played rugby. As far as what do you do with Waller? Send him back to NXT until he figures it out, or release him. Because well, he... Media M Five brings up a funny sort of comment in the chat. He says, "You know what you do with him? Be his Aussie character on Big Brother." But that's still just him just turned up like a hundred. You know what I mean? Like it'll still be him pretty much. Just more of a cocky dude. But I mean he was on he was on Australian Big Brother. I would, I would, I would give up. I he would was, I right. would give that segment to to an to an obnoxious. They have a ton of mean girls in NXT that they have that they're not going to do anything with. There's too it's 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 too much of a bottleneck. I would I would bring one of those mean girls up and let them do do the same thing. At least they would look hot. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, people are talking about it in the chat now, and and Todd apparently agrees with Media M Five. Maybe that will work. I don't I don't have an idea, but you got to do something with Shark him. on live TV. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have to do something with him, but guaranteed he will get booed here out of the building. I agree with Chris. Have him wrestle an octopus. Maybe there you go. Yeah, and the octopus wins by going up his ass, and you know that's it. There you go, one, two, three. Um, I don't know. Um, that was weird. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we have this match where we have uh, Austin Theory versus LA Knight. Right before comes out comes the Miz, and he's joined the commentary team uh, to obviously be a thorn in the side of LA Knight after their interaction Monday, um, and so. Uh, did did adding the Miz to this match help it or hurt it? Uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, it hurt it because, I mean, not that Miz is a bad character. I like the Miz. Uh, the, Me the too, man. I, I like that with LA Knight last week was great. Um, no, you don't have to shush Jimmy for my sake. It's okay. I'm used okay. to Jimmy trying to talk over me and me just continuing okay. to overpower. <laughs> and, and and I'm going to take a little detour towards towards Jimmy. Jimmy, if you're trying to be incognito about the fact that you're smoking a bowl, uh, yeah. you have to mute yourself because if I get yeah, you hear the water boiling, oh, I know something. what's going on. Damn, man. Jimmy, we figured told you're me. smarter than that. Let's just call him Riddle. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Riddle. I'm going to go and hide. Oh, that yeah, sounds Jimmy bad. Riddle. Jimmy Riddle, yuck. I'm out of here. 
No. James Riddle. Um, <laughs> no. Mrs. Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why Mrs.? God yeah. damn it. Apparently, Jenny's anyway. the only one sturdy enough to be married to Matt Riddle. There you go. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, no. The, the problem with adding Miz to this segment was that I, I, at the end of it, I just was like, why couldn't we just get Miz and LA Knight again? That was mm-hmm. better. That was much better. So it's like adding Jay-Z to like a really shitty song and you just are left going, why am I not just listening to Jay-Z? Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think, I think to me, honestly, that's the, it was knowing what had happened on Monday night. It's like, okay, at what point is he going to screw this over? Like it's, it's one of those paint by numbers moments where we know that the Miz is going to cause something to happen and it's going to keep LA Knight from getting his U S title shot. So then Austin theory gets his title shot. So then therefore now we have this story with LA Knight and the Miz who are on two different shows. You know, I, I think I mean, ever since, you know, it's, I'm sorry, it's your show. You get to pick who talks. No, no, no. Uh, no, and I mean, I, I guess that's the frustrating part for me is that you're going to start a program between two guys that are on two different shows. You know, I mean, when you have the this guy who you've pushed to the moon, but then you start stop him with all these losses. Hey, I want a 25-man battle royal. I want to go for this title. Well, you got to go through Austin Theory to get that shot, and I lose. You know, oh hey, we're gonna you can do that and you lose. And you lose. I mean it's 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 that frustrating moment of hey, let's start moving him towards something and they're not. And and then you're gonna start a, a thing with the Miz who has no belts, who has no things moving forward, and he's on a completely different show. Uh, it, it just I don't know, it makes no sense to me. But Jeff, what were you gonna I I think, I mean, first of all, this is, if anyone watches NXT, you recognize the NXT booking style right here. Um, But I think with the Cody story, they fell in love with the chase uh, and like just teasing the fans and and, and wanting them to want more. But that only works in, in your top story. It doesn't work in everything. And I think it would have been more effective had LA Knight won last night over Austin Theory. I get that they want to protect Austin Theory, uh, so maybe they could have done something more clever with a three-way or something. But um, I think it would have been more impactful if The Miz actually cost LA Knight the match when he was going to beat Ray or Austin Theory for the title rather than doing this, because this just felt like as soon as you saw The Miz, you knew what was going to happen, and you were like, grown. I think it would have been better if The Miz came out during a title match a la solo during one of you know Roman Cody or, or or Roman Drew or any number of things and and sort of surprised you as opposed to you know exactly what's going to happen. This is very so you see the catalyst, you see what's going to happen and you're not happy about it and then it does happen. You would have been happy had LA Knight overcome it. So I think they they overplayed their hand on this one. Uh, so no, I didn't much like it. Am I upset with LA Knight versus The Miz? No, it's fine. I know that LA Knight is going to win that feud, or I think so. And then I know mm-hmm. LA Knight's going to find his way back to uh, probably Austin Theory for the title and 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 get his payback. And and it'll be okay then. But I think that WWE will be busy patting itself on the back, saying the chase worked. The chase worked. It would have worked just as fine now. It, it, yeah. would, it would be, it would work just as fine now. People would have been just as happy. Uh, you are you're, you, Cody's different. He's he he's your guy, 
you stole him from the competition, which he was one of the, the founding members of. It's different. And Dusty and the Chase, it's like almost, it's you can say Dusty and you people could think Chase. This is different with LA Knight. You have a guy that's on the precipice of stardom. You don't play with that. You ride it. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, of course, then you had the moment where the Miz interferes and he doesn't hit LA Knight and he's against the ropes and LA Knight goes to roll him out of the ring with the clothesline. And boy, that looks real bad. You know, where the Miz can't get over, he can't get over, and then they have to kind of try to do it again. That's um, on LA Knight because that's happened to him a few times. I've seen yeah, that. And I, and I was going to say that. It's like, that, but that's not the first time with different people. So, you know, I, ugh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, and I mean, it, it, it's sad because it seems like a simple thing, but I mean, and because he's been in the business for a while, it's not like he's a rookie. He's been doing this, and that seems like now with a few people that such would, would be a simple move, he has trouble getting over. So I, the question becomes, is it things like that that maybe the back room is going, well, maybe. he can't pull this part off. I don't know. Um, but we have the end of this match is Austin Theory win with that distraction uh, where he gets the roll-up, one, two, three, the most powerful move in all of wrestling, the uh, roll-up to get the pin. Um, tight pull. Well, well, yeah, but still, it's the most powerful move in all of wrestling. Um, uh, hence, Xavier Woods having his move be the backwoods, uh, which is a roll-up. So, but see, um, if they gonna, but if they were going to go with with this already, like uh, Jeff said before, I feel like why did they even go this route in the first place? It feels messy, especially if we're going into a Miz, LA Knight uh, feud. I mean, what was the whole point of this to go to that? You know what I mean? To to get Austin Theory his shot to continue the okay, but w why did it have to involve LA Knight? Because and the Miz because it to continue the Miz LA Knight storyline because they saw the reaction they got on Monday. So then we want Austin Theory to challenge to get his rematch, but we want to make him work for it. So let's get the Miz on and LA Knight to continue that to pop everybody on the show that LA Knight's supposed to be on, and then we go from there. And that's lazy. Look, whether it is or not, but that's, I guarantee you, that's their thought process. That's what's yeah, happening and, in the back. And, and you're probably right. But we went from a great segment two weeks ago on Raw with The Miz and LA Knight. And I was, I'm, I'm telling you now, The Miz won that little battle with the mic over LA Knight, in my opinion. Heck, he got the fans cheering The Miz again. But, Jeff, I'm going to say this. Make no mistake about it. I think we're going to have more than one match between Knight and The Miz. And Miz will win the first match, I, th I think. Could be. You think, you think, I mean, well, just to it, get the heat, just to get that it, heat. But here's the thing: it's it's the start of something. You know, at least right, it's the start sure. of something. It's going somewhere. We have a story. We're gonna figure out where it goes from there. So after this, uh, we have a commercial break, and then we have a video package uh, showing about Bret Hart with uh, Edge. Uh, in the audience and asking a question about being a wrestler and we're seeing you know all these people um, throughout the night it's going to be a theme where uh, we have people telling Edge thanking him for his 25 years in the WWE um, and that's going to be a theme throughout the night I think uh, this segment had <clears throat> this gives King. me an opportunity to say thank you to our lord and savior of Calgary um, the great <laughs> and honorable Brett the Hitman Hart from whom all good things flow. We're not worthy. Thank We're you. Not worthy. Thank you, Hitman. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> One for the Hitman. Mm. 
We're so, definitely not worthy. Um, <laughs> for those who are wondering, Edge's contract actually ends at the end of September, not now. End of September. Okay. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So, <sighs> well, that's good to know because we'll talk about that at the end here. Um, so, I think in this segment we had, uh, if I remember, Booker T, uh, Paul Heyman, and a few others talking about the 25 years um, in, in WWE. And then we have, uh, after this, Damage Control's music come out with Bailey Dakota Kai. Um, and Bailey rips on Toronto, calling them dum-dums, which, eh, okay. I, could, I, I can't argue. Oh, she's with right. That. She's I right. can't argue with that one, yeah. Um, um, and they're, they're going to grace them with a champion, and they're not used to it because, you know, Toronto Maple Leaf sucks. Um, but EO Sky, and they have a tag match where it's Bailey and EO Sky with Dakota Kai versus Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Um, again, we now have a women's tag division. Of course, I think on Monday we saw that Piper Niven and Chelsea Green are going to be the tag team now because Piper just walked in and punched everybody out and says, I'm your tag team champion. No, I don't understand. Um, instead of auditions, it's, no, we're I'm going to be the champion now. Check out the um, PWC Monday Night Machismo, which aired on Thursday for uh, how Jimmy and I showed our love for this, which was that we hated it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we now have uh, two teams that aren't really tag teams because if we remember correctly, in Damage Control, it was Dakota Kai and EO Sky who were the tag team, and Bailey was the singles champ. And then now we have Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair, who are you know, not a tag team. They had wrestled each other and now they're wrestling this team. Um, and we go through this longer than anticipated match, which again, not super great. I didn't, I thought it was met at best. And then we end up with uh, Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair winning. Um, yay. I mean, is there anything that stood out in this match from you guys that you saw that you were like, we? I want to, I want to comment on this. Bailey should wear tighter pants. That's it. There's that. I mean, there's okay. two things. One, Dakota Kai apparently is well enough that she can be on the outside of the ring. That's not nothing. Um, two, I think it's a little bit weird that the champions team loses. I don't really like that that look because she thought the story was can they coexist with Charlotte and Bianca, and it turns out they could. Uh, because I think everyone was expecting a Charlotte-Bianca feud to come out of this, and it doesn't look like that's what's going on. Yeah. Why that is, I, I guess they feel like they need Charlotte in the face column, at least for the time being. I'm not exactly sure why or why not. I haven't done the math on on how many people on SmackDown in the women's division are females and not female, uh, not heels and faces. Females and not females, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, That's more confusing in AEW, though, Jeff. AEW's confusion is just the tip of the spear. The whole world is confusing. Um, but uh, but they did coexist and, and they won and that's fine. I mean, Charlotte and Bianca, I guess, should be able to beat any two women unless you're actually trying to make the champion of the other team look like she's, you know, a top tier talent. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought this match was fine. I thought it was fine. But as you, you listen, it's taken me about a minute and 15 seconds to get to the point. Is there really anything that needed to be commented on? No, just Dakota Kai, just Dakota Kai's status and the fact that Charlotte and Bianca did in fact coexist. That's, that's the only things I thought that were noteworthy. Okay. Anybody else? Jimmy Crackcorn yeah. and we don't, we care. don't care. 
Okay, cool. All right, next match we have uh, the Street Profits versus the OC, and uh, this is I think the first time since being paired with Bobby Lashley that the Street Profits have started wrestling, um, and they came out with uh, I would say somewhat relatively new gear, um, and we like, and this is again throughout the night I'm 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 having to explain things to my girlfriend as we're watching and mm-hmm. um, explain Bobby Lashley. And that they're partnered with him now, and they're, they're the street profits, but you know they're they're becoming more serious. And this is a, you know, so you're trying to when you try to explain wrestling to somebody, it's very interesting as you're watching. How do I make this understandable to someone? Um, which means you have to pay a lot more attention. So uh, with this match, I found, you know I'm, I'm trying to explain. Oh, these guys are super athletic, but they've been good guys for a long time. And they're kind of going to be more serious and not goofy and fun. And, and she's like, "What's with the red solo cup?" I was like. But that's what Montez Ford does. He comes out with this red solo cup, the idea that he has, you know, a drink in it. And 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 so that's why the red solo cup is a thing. And she's like, oh, okay, interesting. I said, but if they're going to be with Bobby Lashley, if they're going to be become serious, if they're going to be kind of the hurt locker, at what point does the red solo cup go away? Soon. <laughs> Should have been last week. Should have been last week, right? Um, two weeks ago, even. Jeez. Well, at least they got rid of their stupid, like, you know, basketball matching pajamas outfits. Right. You know, <laughs> they, they just not I, have matching. And they came out this week with the red solo cups. It wasn't just the solo cups. They were slapping hands on the way to the ring. What yeah. the fuck was that? And they did their normal entrance. They did their normal entrance. Where well, people love Bobby, the... too. Yeah. And cheering him. I think these well, guys, are they're, they're going to be the... The crowd thinks they're faces. They think they're faces, but they're actually heels. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, that's messy. Very it is messy. messy. Ali, yeah. Ali's been trying it for the last year. <laughs> you Ooh. know, Ooh. exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, but, but we had we had this. God match. bless you, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wipe your nose. Um, so we had the OC versus the Street Profits in this. Um, again, I, this is one of those things where, oh, I forgot about the beatdown um, that before this match where uh, damage control, because they have to get their heat back. So I'm explaining that. That's, that's where I was going. Um, why they beat up Bianca Belair in the back. And, um, and she goes, yeah, I can tell. And of course, mind you, I'm watching with a, a, a nurse who does surgical stuff. And she goes, yeah, I can tell that's not going to hurt when they wrap the, the chair around her knee and then smash nice. it and. You know, she. I'm like, so that's the whole goal. Is like, she hurt her knee. She goes, yeah, that doesn't hurt at all. I can tell. Um, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. I said, but that's the fun of it. And I said, she's married to the guy who's in the ring with the red solo cups. Oh, okay. But the like trying to explain all that, and and then we have this match I, again. This is one of those ones where like, you know, I I, I get what we're trying to do. I felt like the street profits should have looked stronger. Um, but it's the OC. I get it. You're trying to push them. You're trying to make them great or wonderful or whatever. But we end up with a street profit win. And then, of course, I knew this is the moment where um, I jokingly said, well, one of my co-hosts right now just came in his pants because Bobby Lashley comes out in that salmon colored suit looking like a million dollars. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, that. Why, that why, why were you assuming I still have my pants on? <laughs> well, that's true. They probably were down to your ankles already. When he I mean, there was plenty of talk leading with the music, right? You know, um, and so he comes out, and I explained that they're kind of forming a faction, and Bobby's all excited, and he's got his hands up. 
um, looking like a million bucks. And I said, now Bobby is a beast. She goes, oh my God, I could tell like just in his suit that he's jacked. Like, you know, and that's the thing. And I was explaining, look, you have this guy. You got Bobby Lashley. This guy looks like a million dollars. He wasn't, he, he fought in Bellator. Oh, like a billion maybe. He, yeah. he fought in Bellator. He was an undefeated UFC champion. And you had Brock Lesnar. And she Brock goes, oh, I've heard that name before. And I said, yeah. They were in the same company, and they never did anything with them. I said, but the problem is with Bobby Lashley, they never do anything, and hopefully this will make him relevant and make him get you know make them want to do something. If but me and the, Bobby I, are ever in the same city, I'm gonna take use my magical powers and go form of Angela Bassett. Oh, there you go. I totally but, go Zeus on him. But again, is this something that you guys anything you want to comment about other than Jeff? I know he wants to talk about Bobby Lashley and how wonderful he looked in those tight pants. I think I've said enough. Okay, he said enough. Uh, Jimmy, Chris, anything you want to add about this match that you felt needs warranting? Well, for me, well, for me, what the hell, man? What are they doing with the profits? I mean, they came out to their usual same shtick. The cups are still getting waved around. No, like, what, what, why? transitioning this is what you call a transition yes they got rid of their stupid outfits next they'll get rid of the stupid cup then they'll get rid of the stupid music well let's hope so because right now this stupid <laughs> i mean real stupid yeah i could see that i like jeff i can see what you're saying where it's like okay we got rid of the outfits now let's get rid of the uh solo cup now let's change the music I can see where where you're talking about. We're taking that transition to build them into the new hurt lock, or you know, you know, the hurt new hurt, the hurt lock. or whatever they're going to do. You know, um, whatever decision they're going to try to take this thing, or maybe they just don't have a name. Maybe they're just this faction of guys, and 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 Bobby is going to essentially slowly turn them into a, another version of himself. I don't know. Um, Chris, is there anything you wanted to add about this match, or? Uh, really, I just can't wait for when Powerhouse Hobbs' contract comes up, and uh, <laughs> we have we have a tag team with him and Bobby Lashley, and we just don't hear from Jeff for like months on end until they're done. <laughs> yeah, that's when I'm going to transition to the, the solo show of, of uh, <laughs> it's just going to be like or, oral masturbation, and that may only be only be the beginning. Uh, you can call uh, it oral um, sessions. Oral um, sessions. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I've got nothing to really say about it. I mean, they they could milk this. They definitely could milk this in terms of like the street profits turning. You could have backstage segments where Bobby's like, you know, guys, you did really good. But like, next thing we need to do is we need to, mm -hmm. you know, maybe get rid of the song. You know, like that song is a little childish. I've got some classy things for you guys to really, you know, come out to next or whatever. And then it's more of like a, you know, Bobby Lashley style, bum 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 type of thing that they're coming yeah. out to. And then the final piece of the puzzle can be, all right, now listen, guys, like I like the way you're working. I like the way you're looking. We're looking great. We sound great when we come out there. But, um, guys, the last thing we got to talk about to get rid of, we got to get rid of those red cups. And you can have, like, you can have Dawkins, like, Maybe looking Caesar at his cup. Maybe in there. <laughs> yeah. You can have him, like, looking at his cup, like, no, not the cup. Like, do we really have to get rid of this, Dad? And then Dad can be like, "Yep, it's time to yeah. get rid of the voice." No yeah, diggity, no doubt. The yeah, the, the blankie, <laughs> the blankie has got to go. Um, as as Ford just lovingly looks at that cup and like, "Do I really have to, Daddy?" Yes, the blankie has to go. You have to get rid of Binky. And, and they should to totally come out to Black Street. No diggity, no doubt. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, but no, we know WWE. You know, no, no, WWE won't pay for that um, at all. So, yeah, they, they were in a hardcore street gangster song. Yeah, for sure. But they need but, to have. I'm cool with a hip hop track, and it doesn't have to be like Lashley style, but some sort of like hardcore, you know, gangster type of tune. You know what I mean? I don't think that fits Bobby Lashley. I don't think the gangster mm. thing really. No, no, fits. no. I'm talking about the profits. I'm talking about with the profits. No, no. Well, they're Lashley. getting out of that. So what? What they need is something that is somehow traditional, like sort of heroic, you know, gladiator music, but you have to put a little bit of a street vibe into it. You, right. Uh, yeah. If only we knew a DJ who could mix something. Right. Yeah. Well, WWE won't pay me, so. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The well, they, they only pay for... Do it for the exposure, anyway. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw it out there. But like, but that's the whole thing with Bobby's. Bobby's is... You want to be top 58 it's... or not? Yeah. Yeah, really. You got to move, climb them ladders, you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, have but... some initiative. But, uh, you know, and, like, that's the whole thing with Bobby's. Bobby's isn't hip-hop. It's just menacing. It's kind of got that, but that also imposing sound. You know, you, you, you can use – and then, remember, they're not the street prophets. They're the street prophets. So, Jeez. you know, that's that's the, uh, the transition as they're going for. So you do something along those lines. Uh, so then we have a video package about the fight between the bloodline. We watch all that. Then we have Paul Heyman backstage. And he's just worried, and he has his phone. And then up comes his favorite reporter, Kayla Braxton. And uh, <laughs> look, even though this was the only Bloodline segment of the night, I enjoy Paul Heyman, and this this made it kind of fun. Um, where um, he, he she walks up and says, "Hey, do you have an update on the Bloodline?" No, Kayla, I don't have an update on the Bloodline. And um, did you tell her that when they were having sex just prior? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, um, he, it's probably how he got into character. Um, so, uh, and then, and like, I loved it. This was this is my favorite part. Hey, I've heard a lot of rumors backstage, and like rumors, rumors, like from who? Oh, well, I've heard rumors about your mom, and I've heard rumors about your dad, and and your and your cousins, and and uh, and, and going on. Uh, hey, are we talking about Jay, the one who quit? The bloodline, who won the quit SmackDown, the one who quit WWE, and supposedly he's off the roster. Um, if you go to oh, WWE, he's, he's in the alumni up. section. Yeah, he's what, off the what? roster. What word did you just say? What? what? Alumni section. What? The oh, sorry. Fuck? Let me do it. Let me do it. American styles. Alumni, whatever the fuck you guys say. No, no. alumni. Alumni. Oh, we'll see. You go. I was close. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> what? <laughs> whatever yeah. fuck you, i mean wh- whatever you said sounded like a jank version of the illuminati like the walmart <laughs> version of illuminati or, or like halloumi <laughs> cheese yeah <laughs> ah actually that's a better one i like the halloumi part <laughs> yeah remember yeah. when i used and to think Sami Zayn's uh finisher move was the halloumi kick from for the name for the cheese you did right yeah but it's a hell of a kick but yeah halloumi i like kick. mine better yeah but uh, I even like he says he won't even ask him about Edge and his twenty five years or Austin Theory and I'm like, well, we did see you earlier on a video package with uh, talking about Edge, so you know. Uh, but okay, yeah, this, this is live, so yeah, you wouldn't ask about Edge. Um, and then his phone rings, and um, as he can tell her, as they say in Quebec, which is a real province, unlike they are, um, he has to take this, and then he's like, oh well. I don't know how they say it. Well, because I don't know what they say. But Jimmy's going to be on SmackDown next week. And he walks away. Well, good for you, Jimmy. Yeah. 
Jimmy, you're going to be on SmackDown next week. Way to go, buddy. G- Jimmy Jimmy has a contract with AEW. I'm sure that they're not going to just let a member of the BCC show up on SmackDown. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's yeah. happening, guys. Right. Uh, I want to say this, though. No, for real. But all this so far, like as we're going through SmackDown, everything is so extremely lazy, lazily done. I mean, it's ridiculous. Even with because the they don't care. They only care about the end of the show. That's the whole purpose of the show. But you're just you're just making the story like fade to dust by doing this. You know what I mean? To me, it just it's yuck. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a contrary approach. Uh, I, I was actually relieved that that there was so little about the blow. I mean, I didn't even mm-hmm. need the re. There were like there was a mini recap and then a full recap of it during the show. Didn't need either of them, but I knew there was going to be one, and I and I thought the All mini right. was enough. But, but I was actually happy to have none of it. I would have been happy to not have the Paul Heyman segment, but it was it was mercifully short, and it said Jimmy will be there next week. Whether you will or won't, I don't know. But it's a cliffhanger for us to watch. So I. It was fine. I, I need a break but, from seeing these guys on. No, you're right, that, and that's true. But where do you, how do you go? Like, how do you transition from I've left WWE, which we know is a load of shit, right? To like suddenly I'm back because I don't know. What like, Jimmy gets the, beat down? How did Jay White do with New Japan a year and a half ago? How does everyone do it? Did, yeah. They've done it a million times. How do you do it? You come back with a mask. Your 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 family needs you. Your brother needs you. I, Jimmy gets happened? a haircut. Comes back the and pretends el- he's great. Elders <laughs> yeah, ordered him good. to do so. What whatever? No, no, you're right, Jeff. That's what's going to happen. Jimmy's going to get beat down. This, as long as it's done as in a surprising segment where it works, unlike the Miz strolling out and fucking mm-hmm. up a preliminary match. Well, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen, guys. Like Jeff said, Jimmy's going to get beat down. And then, you know, Jay's going to come back and be like, please, please, Roman, stop, blah, blah, blah. And then we're off to the races again. But I just think it's just poorly done. Mm. What's well, wrestling? That's great. Yeah. I think after you've been three married. years of great, after three years of great storytelling to this, I mean. It hasn't all been great storytelling, though. It's, it's Most been, of it has. Over three years, it's been a great storyline. But there have been plenty of times there wasn't during the course of it. Yeah, <laughs> medium five's last comment is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, only if you know who Tomatonga is. Well, uh, that's true. That's who? true. Exactly. You know, actually, is it true is about Enzo Sonny in New Japan? Agony on AEW? <laughs> no, he was. He was actually in WWE, or was it Tonga Loa? One of no, them. both of them. Both of them was actually no, it was Tonga Loa. Sorry, Tonga he was Loa. formerly of uh, what's his name again? Um, he was. He was. He's come Hispanic. out as a Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. so dumb. So Tio, dumb. Tio Italian Leone. playing a Mexican. Tia yeah. Leone, right? Yeah, sure. She's great. Oh my, come on. T- no, it was Tia Tequila. She, she was great as Madam Secretary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when she was married to David Duchovny, oh, well, I thought those kids really had a chance. Yeah. John, yeah. John, they should have worked you, it out. They should have. Was it you that said that um, it, um, Enzo signed with New Japan? It was me. No, I didn't say that. He just oh, he was, was appearing. It was He's appearing on okay. a New Japan Strong Show. Um, well, if he speaking. does, if if he has signed with New Japan, at least we might see the Tamatonga Enzo Amore feud sort of happen on television. No, I don't know it, if you guys know about this, but he, he has he has not signed. He has not signed. Okay. He's All on right. a New Japan Strong show this weekend, and at the twenty three hundred Arena, um, which is barely a New ECW Japan show. Arena. Yeah, because it's yeah. Uh, Rocky Romero is on the show, and I think maybe one or two other New Japan people, but. If that fucker shows up on a blue mat in Tokyo or in Japan, 
Can I'm you imagine? Fucking, I'm fucking done with New <laughs> Japan. I'm fucking done. Tell with me, it. tell me that I like Enzo personally. I'm not. I'm not lying. I actually do like him. But him in Japan would be what the fuck. Yeah, look, I, I, I think I he should go. I, th- I think he should go over there and instantly become the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He <laughs> go beat Naito or Shinsuke or whoever Sonata. the fuck. Well, Sonata, you fucker, and don't. Even, I'm down for that. Don't I'm even yeah, for Santa. That. Have, him, have him pin Santa. That would be great. Yeah. Have him pin. Don't Santa. even no, for fucking universe. He was feeding with Tamatanga at Enzo's expense right now, and rightfully so because he's 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 made his. He's made his own grave, dug his own hole. But you can you imagine how much better the Grayson Waller would be effect would be if that was Enzo in that seat? Oh yeah. Oh, it'd be it'd be awesome. That's the difference between major leagues and minor leagues. Yeah, he could cut promos about his consensual penis. That would be great. Well, it was consensual. Let's be honest. Come on, we can't like hold him for that. I was cutting a Plus promo she... about my consensual penis. <laughs> yeah. Plus, she was a whack job, straight up. You know what I mean? Like, really. She really allegedly. was. Allegedly. 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 But at the end of the day, Enzo would be great back on television in WWE. I, I love his promo game. Sure, he can't wrestle for shit. But damn it, he's got one of the best promo to... games in WWE, man, if he was he, to be he back He could around. do the talk show. He could be Grayson Wall. Every now and then, he takes a bump and runs away. Yeah. What would you call it? Or the love show? Up. Like the Amore show? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. Amore, love. Yeah. The Enzo show? Yeah. No, no, no. It would be yeah, something love it. for sure. That's Amore. That's, That's Amore. Amore. There you the, go. 100%. How about the, 100%. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? That. How you that. doing? Is that too. Yeah. The show yeah. that's not S-A-W-F-T soft. <laughs> I mean, how hard is this? No, no but that's Amore with Enzo Amore would be fucking funny. Yeah. I think that would be... But so I think good. I think you know, and or he takes a bump and knocks himself out and has a concussion <laughs> for the next. You know, I was worried about weeks. him when yeah. that happened, dude. Legitly, uh, and he has you know. one match a year. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but the, I think Sonata for the IWGP. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Don't put that out there. Let's talk about what this whole show is about. Let's 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 wrap this up with talking about what this whole show is about. Edge versus Sheamus, the main event of the night. A look. When this started, there it was eight thirty on my watch, and I'm going, well, nine thirty four, you know. And I think this match started at eight thirty seven on my watch, or eight, you know, something like that. Um, I was honestly surprised this match got this much time. I really was. This was like a mm. twenty minute match. Because um, I'm going to be honest, I was, I did not think WWE would allow something like this to happen. I thought, okay, Seamus is going to come out. They're going to go to commercial break. And then Edge is going to have his entrance. And they're going to do everything there. And they're going to go to commercial break. And then they'll have like 10 minutes to wrestle. And no, they didn't do that at all. They And my girlfriend goes, well, if you know what's going to happen, why are you watching? I'm like, no, no. I don't know what's going to happen. But this is what WWE normally does, especially when it comes to main, big main events. They'll have a guy come out and do his entrance. They'll have another guy come out and do his entrance. And they go to commercials, and then it takes forever to get to a wrestling match, and then there's like 10 minutes left, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if this match needed that extra time. Personally. Mm. Was it a good match? It was a solid match. It was fine. But it did it need over 20 minutes? I, I don't think so. I think you could have told the story in half the time. That's just me personally. Granted, I know this is Edge. It's maybe his last match ever. Maybe he's retiring. All that kind of stuff. Um, 
I I don't know, but that's just my take on it. This was a a solid match, but it could have done with having less time on TV. Um, what do you think? Well, we're gonna we're gonna go to the man who came in his pants with this one, Mister Canada himself, um, the Vindicator over there, uh, Mister Chris Ams. What what was your take on this one? Well, first of all, I was pretty sure when Edge came out uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, logos on his shorts that he was definitely going to lose this match. But somehow, even with that symbol on his on his uh, on his pants, he still won. Um, so yeah. good, good for Edge being the first person to 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 wear that uh, that symbol and win something. In but it a very, wasn't for very a long time. It wasn't for a right. or anything. It was just a regular season game. It's true. So. It's true. Um, hey. They 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 gave Edge a main event match. Uh, they let him have a main event match with Sheamus. It was a pretty good match. Did it need twenty minutes? No. But would I prefer twenty? But would I would I prefer the extra ten minutes be spent on on this match instead of some other backstage nonsense again? Yes. Um, there was definitely emotion in the arena. You could see it on Beth Phoenix's face, um, and the the crowd was hyped for this main event my girlfriend was watching too and she was actually laughing at some of the near falls because the people in the front row were losing their shit i mean they were like jumping up and down like come on uh hey lots of emotion there toronto loves edge you should love edge he's he's had a hall of fame career no question um he's been hugely influential in the business and i've Almost never heard anyone sans Matt Hardy have anything negative to say about him. Um, so, yeah, good for Edge. I'm glad that they gave him some extra time. If this really is his last match, uh, I think he went out with a bang. I think he had a really good match to finish up. The one thing that I will say was, even though this was Toronto, and even though there was some indication that this might be Edge's final match, the person who actually got the biggest pop of the night was L.A. Knight. He got a bigger pop than Edge did, even after the win, even in what be, might be his retirement match in his hometown. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about the potential superstar that L.A. Knight is, I don't know how else to explain it to you. That guy shouldn't be going for the U.S. title. He should be setting up for a world title run. Agreed. Agreed. I same thing. I was watching with my girlfriend, and we were laughing about the people inside. But then I gave her the inside scoop of, "Hey, when a guy's down on the mat and you see his eyes are open, I guarantee you he's kicking out. One, it's going to be one, so he can see the hand. So it's one, two, and that's what we call a falsy or a face finish, a fake finish." She goes, "Oh, we call falsies for our eyelashes or our boobs." I'm like, "Well, you know, this is the guy version of that." So, uh, so she's like. Damn it! Now I see it every time his eyes are open, and I know that he's not going to be pinned. So uh, I said, "Well, you know, I like, I know that your son looks just like you, so I know that you've had sex at least one time before. But uh -huh. the conversations you're having with this girlfriend sound like the conversations that you have when you're 16 with your first girlfriend." Look. It's whatever. She knows nothing about wrestling. She wants to know. I mean, this would be because... a lovely, innocent John Hughes movies from the 80s about high school angst. Except you're a middle-aged man! <laughs> Look, she wants to know about wrestling. She wants to know about the podcast and what we do. So, um, why not, you know, if she wants to entertain it, entertain it. So, who cares? Um, I, nothing I in no the world is as sexy as a woman who is interested in you. 
Bingo. Uh, thank you, sir. I agree. Um, Nothing's as sexy as a woman who's interested in me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's saying a lot. Um, Jimmy, what did you think about this match? Uh, how do you feel it went? If this is the Edge's last match, if this is the end for the Edger, because the way, the way, and again, I don't know. We don't know. There's been speculation. There's been rumors thrown out this week. Um, just the way Edge has said things, the way Beth reacted to the things in the match and the way she reacted to the end of the match, it really felt like it was the last match. But how did you take this? Explain, explain, um, how do you, how'd you take this if this is going to be his last match? Well, it all signs point to it is his last match in WWE, whether it's his last match in professional wrestling, time will tell. But the internet right now is going crazy with all these memes on Edge joining AEW. And, and I mean, I don't know what that means. Will he join AEW? I have no idea. But as far as the match goes, yeah, it went too long. It shouldn't have gone this long. It was an, it was an okay match. It was all emotional. Everyone was emotional. But like we said earlier, LA Knight still got the biggest pop. And um, I just... Is this really the right way for Edge to go out like this? Do, is he forced? That's the thing. He did say a long time ago that Toronto would be his last match, as a matter of fact. And here we are in Toronto. So I guess, like Chris Willen says in the chat, Cliff Copeland is all elite <laughs> to lay down for Jungle Boy. Imagine that. Sexton Hardcastle, sir. He will be Sexton, Sexton Hardcastle, if Sexton that's the Hardcastle. case. But no there's, no, there's no way in hell Edge is going to AEW. There's Unless no he wants way. to have that final run with Christian. I no, mean... he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's been, yeah, are they friends? Sure. But do they need to get back together to have that one last run? No, there's there's nothing in it for either of them right now. It, it, it does nothing for either of them. And it, why piss off Vince McMahon and WWE by saying, hey, I'm going to go do this for this? If anything, it's more likely that Christian would come back for one last run than anything else and people are like oh well we can have the hardy boys and jeff hardy versus it no oh, hell no no hell no. No. No, no 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 i don't want to see that you know we've no. already saw jeff this week is you know deciding to and do that. a texas chainsaw massacre match <laughs> or whatever that shit was um and like, that was oh, bad who, right who's under the mask? i don't give a shit like i like some i think somebody put hey who was under the mask at you know the Texas Channel. I was like, nobody cares, Sean. I did the game. It was, I think it was uh, Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, it could be um, because he's a Hollywood hunk. Um, you know, um, I, I think you know this is one of those things where if he's done, and I mean, he said, you know, it's harder to get up in the mornings. It's harder to you know have yes. a match and then make and and then turn it around and do it again. And all this. I mean, he's made that statement. And then I think you know when you're done, why would you do that? For something like that and i mean i and it's more likely that like i said christian would come over before edge goes over there why now you're right he has been saying recently in in interviews that he's just he's pretty much done i mean like you just said it's harder for him to wake up every day to do this i think the fire has finally burnt out for edge he got what he needed like he came back so he can end it his way and it seems like he's gotten to end it his way and I'll I think he's happy with that. In an orderly fashion. Okay. The match, the time length was fine. I had no problem with the match. The match was good. 
uh, and I think it, it deserved the time if the story is this is Edge's final match uh, in WWE in Toronto in front of Beth, who's who knows how who played very much the, the doting wife. His kids were adorable and he won in front of his home crowd. If if this is truly the end of his story, it, it's a bit, a bit anticlimactic, but it's nothing to be embarrassed about. That said, listen to the words he said. He said, this is my last match under my WWE contract. So his WWE contract doesn't end until uh, the end of September. September. So between now and then, we will see him. Between now and then, there will be a dastardly attack. This is not his last match in WWE. This is not his last match, period. He's not retiring. He's not going to AEW. He's not risking his legend status in his Hall of, mm-hmm. another Hall of Fame induction. Christian's contract is probably over pretty soon, too, and he's not doing a whole lot in AEW. He's pretending he's a champion. Uh, you know That story has to end some point with his with his understudy realizing and getting the comeuppance on him. And then probably Darby Allen ends up with that title. And then his contract ends and then he leaves. And then he will rejoin edge in WWE. You're saying there there's nothing for them to do it. Yes, there is. They enjoy working together. They want to enjoy working together. They want to get the, 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 the cheers from the crowds together. They want to get that adrenaline rush and they would like to end their careers together because they mostly started their careers together. That's what they want out of it. And, and if they make three or $4 million a year for the next two years doing that, all, all the more better for it. But that, that that's what's going to happen. This was not Edge's last match. It's not his last match in WWE. He's not going to AEW. Christian will come back to him here because there ain't nothing so special in AEW for him. And there is something special for him in WWE. And all of this, there's nothing left to accomplish in wrestling. I, I hate when people say that there would be no... 16-time world championship if people believed in that there's nothing left to do here. Well, yeah, there is. Or longest running this. Or records matter. If we've learned anything from Roman Reigns and Gunter and Bianca Belair and even frickin' Nikki Bella, records matter. There And there is always something else to do. And you ain't going to be doing anything else in the different company. It's just going to be different props. And there's only a few props that matter in this business. So... Anyway, that that is what I say about Edge, Wedge, Sexton, Hardcastle, <laughs> Sledge, Adam Cole, <laughs> Sledge, what, whatever you want to call him. The, 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 the story is not over. He's just going to work less. He'll be fine. Yeah, it's getting harder. You know, it's harder for me too. Before Chris gets his thoughts on, I just want to say one thing about what you said, Jeff. If If that's the case, right? Who do you have to attack? Like, is there anything Edge needs to do that was never finished in WWE recently in terms of storylines or no, something? They, like, who's going to be the one but, but to they keep do him have, wrestling? They do have two sets of tag team titles stuck with one team that can mm-hmm. perform, and okay. there's a perfectly perfectly acceptable transition would be to Edge and Christian. Um, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can you can do. Whoever whoever is the one who dastardly attacks him, I mean. But why? Can, why not? They, they, they were, Randy Orton's gimmick for years was the legend killer. Right, and I was going to mention that. I was going to say that would be a perfect segue for Orton to come back, right? It would make sense. It, it, it could be, but it, it could also be someone younger and brasher. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Gunter. He's, he's the new legend killer, and he's got a group, and maybe he got rid of Vinci, maybe it's Dragunov. I don't know, but maybe maybe they, they, they have something to prove. 
I don't know. Maybe it's I'm tired of the bloodline thinking they run this place. I'm tired of Judgment Day thinking they run this. Place. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if it's if it's your last hurrah, you, you you increase the pain, you make the story, and he wins in the end. Yay! And then they go on their own terms at at the time. Maybe they win the tag team titles and they just surround them and say. We, we retire. We both retire together. That would be Belts cool, too, there, actually. Leave their boots in the ring and say, thank you, WWE. Do what you will with these things. We love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I think, I think um, you know, we don't know. We don't know what Adam Copeland's going to do. We don't know where he's going. We don't know what it is. Like you said, maybe this is his last match. Maybe it's not. Maybe he wants to do whatever. His contract expires. Maybe he... Just sits and says, I'll take the money to sit till September. You know, I wrestled my last match in WWE. I, who knows? You know, I, we don't know until we see what happens, until we see what goes forward, until something is said that Adam Copeland says, I officially retire. You know, that we don't know. There's, does this, does this mean that there's still opportunities? Yes. What's likely? Who knows? We, that's the whole point. We're, we're all speculating at this point because look, at some point when someone says they're done, they're done. You know, my dad didn't intend on retiring at 70 from the oil and gas business, but because shit happened, he's like, and I'm done. And he walked out and gave a two weeks notice to that he was retiring and he was done because he didn't want to deal with some of the bullshit that was happening. You know, so that's the case. Maybe this is Edge. Maybe he's just tired. He's like, I'm fuck it. I'm done. But until we hear from him and he says something about it, we can't really go. But hey, we can speculate and prognosticate and go forward all we want. But I think we all agree that there's no way in fucking hell he's going to AEW. Um, because in any way, Christian's understudy is not going to figure it out because he has the brain the size of a walnut if he's truly a dinosaur. <laughs> so let's be honest. he's too. That's true. To Although out. last week he did know the difference between 65 million and 65 billion <laughs> years. True. Um, he, he shouted at Darby Allen, who said, you've, been, you've supposedly been around for 65 billion years. And then as he's still got the microphone, you hear Luchasaurus scream at him, million! Yeah, yeah, like, you know, but I mean, in, in, oh, what happened, he had, a, he had a master's degree. <laughs> what happened, he was the, the dinosaur with a master's degree, right? So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely on the on the level of I don't think Edge is retired, though. Um, I, I just I feel like Edge is he loves wrestling too much to just be like, all right, I'm going to have my retirement match and it's going to be against a buddy of mine that that I like and we're going to go out that way. I, I really feel like. If Edge is done, you're going to see him build somebody on the way out. Either Grayson Waller or whoever. He's going to choose to lay down for somebody who he believes can get the rub off of pinning him. Maybe it's uh, Austin Theory. I don't know. But I I don't think Edge is just going to retire with some random match against Sheamus. Not because I think he owes it to wrestling, but because I think he thinks he owes it to wrestling. Mm. Okay. And, I mean, we did see that you hear that Grayson Waller say, hey, you know, he's going to thank me for making him relevant again. Could that be seeds for something? Who knows? Like, you know, there, there, there is that aspect of it, of maybe we go forward of, hey, you little shit, I heard what you said before my match on, you know, the show last week. Um, you should be thanking me for making you relevant because you suck and you don't, you know, you don't need to be here. Um, I don't know. But I think it goes back to the fact of, um, at the end of the day, well, I mean, I do know that this was mentioned last night and I went and looked it up too. Um, and I think at the end of the year this year, 
edges on a Disney Plus show, um, and it's like Percy Jackson and then the Olympians, and he plays playing the God of War Ares. So, uh, and there's a promo picture of him standing there with the trench and coat, and he's got a giant ass sword. So, um, look, yeah, who knows if that's affected by the strike or not? But uh, he was also supposed to be on spinoff from Vikings as well. So, right. You know, uh, so there there are some things that he has outside of WWE too. Who says that's not a factor in what he does? I don't know. Uh, it goes back to the fact that then until we hear something from him, we can't spe- really speculate on what's going to happen. But his part in Vikings was really good, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm an that's Edge good. fan, and it, I think it took me two episodes before I finally clued in and was like. Okay, that guy doesn't just look like Adam Copeland. That actually is Adam Copeland. Legitimately, I think it took till the second episode he was in for me to be like, no, that's not just a guy who looks like Edge. That's Edge. That's definitely yeah. Edge. So, I mean, if you if you can be so good at your part that me, a person who's literally been watching you since you were 20 years old, perform, like that's pretty good performance by Edge. Yeah. I agree. And he spoke with a Nordic accent in English, and and he mm-hmm. did a good, he did as good a job as anyone else on the show. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was good on the sci-fi show Haven. I really enjoyed his character on that one. That was that was a very unique show. Do you think I, yes? Haven and was so fucking underrated. That it show was. rocks. It was Sorry. good. Yeah. Do you think he's underrated as an actor? Actually, guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Interesting. I, I, he's he was he's been really good in every project that I've seen him in. I've really enjoyed his character. He knows how to act. He does he's a it significantly really well. better actor than Dwayne Johnson. I don't think he's as good as Dave, uh, but mm. he's a be- he's better than Dwayne. We'll put. I would say he. I would say he's. Be- Look, I would put him up against Dave. You know, but he I just, the opera. He, he hasn't been in the big profile. Dave's Dave's a movie star. Edges Edges had roles in TV shows. Right. Exactly. And they've been mainly Canadian shows to to be fair, but that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. He is a pretty good actor, I'll say that. Yeah, what are you saying? Are you trying to suggest no, no, that my people are secondary? <laughs> but, uh, no, fine, fine Jimmy. Fine, fine Jimmy. Oh, you you win the racist Olympics for the night again. You win right. gold medal. Oh, come hey, on. wait, how many I'll say the same about Australian TV. I would say how many so, Australian shows make it over to the United States? Oh wait. Right now there's about no, to actually, be a lot. No, you're more. wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just you're wait. Right. There's actually there's actually a few Australian TV shows now playing in the US. I like one is actually pools. quite good. I gotta tell you, I like Tide Pools. I also liked Miss Mr. In Between. Well, that was a two, great show. Uh, there there are awesome two Australian show. shows that people absolutely have to watch. I can't remember the names of either of them. You one do of know. them is one of them is where uh the there's there's like the a beach. group of brothers. There's a group of brothers <laughs> and they all uh wind up getting like the powers of the Nordic gods and they're like the the what? rebirth of the Nordic gods. It's a super good fucking show. I, I it's Australian? Just, yeah, it's an Australian show. And then the other one is okay. they, they've made an American remake of it that's been relatively popular. Oh, I know but it's basically this small town in Australia and yep. people start coming back from the dead. And it's not like they're zombies. They're coming back from the dead with like full, like they're really like, I don't know what happened. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember dying, that kind of thing. Excellent show. Both of those shows are Australian and top fucking notch. That's a great show, actually, too. By the way, I've Chris. seen the American one. I can't remember. It wasn't very good, though. That was. was I like the American the one. Is that the American one? No, 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 Some, no. It's something like that. But the the Australian version is much, much better. Like I it's thought they were. I thought they were oh no, it's it's the returned. That's, That's what it. it was. The returned. The returned. And it only yes. had one season. It actually was okay. It was that just was great. And then, and then I think COVID happened, and it yeah. ended with COVID. 
Yeah, yeah. it was on Netflix. The American one's actually pretty good too. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. The Australian but, yeah. version's way better though. For, yeah, like just like the English Office is better than the American Office. Yes. Um, so Mister In Between is is a great show. I suggest it's, it's good. It's you good. guys actually uh, check it out. There was there was a movie that I watched, and it was it, I think it was New Zealand or or a set on kind of something like that. About um, it was the guy who plays The Rock um, as like the older version of The Rock who's in WWE. Oh, I know it, what you're gonna say. It's a story about that he goes back to his hometown because his dad was a famous wrestler, and some guys like steal his dad's belt. So his uncle encourages him to go back into wrestling and use the moves to steal the belt back. It looks pretty hilarious. I have to see. I want to see it, but that's hence kind of dumb though the plot. <laughs> like no, no, it's dumb, but that's the whole point. The Almighty, the Almighty Johnsons. Johnsons. That's the one that's that, that's about the Norse gods like coming back to life as Australian, like as like a group that's of Australian so weird, brothers. Though. It's yeah. super <laughs> random, but it's so fucking good. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it, but yeah. Right, well, this is the Humming Media Group official uh, Smack Attack TV show recommendations because yeah. you're about to need content very right. soon. <laughs> everything that's been produced. <laughs> Is going to be done. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look at the Almighty Johnsons, Mister In Between, uh, Tide Pools, only one season of the Return, one season if you can find it. Um, you know, and yeah. then uh, feel free to share with us uh, at uh, how can they reach <laughs> us uh, uh, at Jay Reezy MA. Oh. Well, if you if you want to be a part of the show, you can always throw your your links in the chat of where you want to talk about. But you can also tweet us at Smack Attack HMG, or you can email the show. Uh, smack attack uh, at media at gmail.com to tell us your shows of choice. Maybe you're in Israel and you have a show you want us to tell us about that we should Sound probably it. be on the look on for. Um, maybe so. Uh, maybe there, you live in Canada and there's some shows we need to look at. I don't know. Um, because maybe Chris is not your type of watching. Maybe great you have something different. Um, yeah, great job. Um, maybe you, uh, uh, Trailer Park Boys. I mean, Orphan Black. <laughs> yes. Like, look, there you go. Um, so that that's how you can go about letting us know about how you can watch whatever it is you watch and tell us what it is you should be watching or old shows that we need to rewatch. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that should be that. Maybe that should be what we do for the snack attack show that we eventually do. It should be <laughs> snacks and TV shows that we're into. You can't just snack for no reason. Right. Then the calories yeah, count. Attack. You're watching yeah, something attack. they don't count. Right, exactly. Bingo. Oh, there you go. Man. Your Mexican street corn doesn't count when you're watching a TV show. Exactly right. There you go. Um, so let's start with the uh, the uh, last in, first out, as always, the AI construct, the man from no place, uh, the man from nowhere, uh, Jimmy T. DJ Mass Effect. <laughs> Where can the people find you on the internet? You're funny, John. Thank you for that. Well, you can find me on the X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks, you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling, the PWC Network.podbean.com, and also HummingMediaGroup.podbean.com. And that's a wrap for me. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, I just, yes. I just want to say, hey, remember, you can subscribe right here, right here. Subscribe right there. Just for you. Yeah, right yeah. there or right here, wherever. Yeah, Just subscribe. Wherever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, the man from the Great White North, the man who lives nowhere near anybody you know, the man whose internet is uh, rife with cats and kids. Chris Ames, where can the people find you, sir? 
Well, uh, before we do that, can you go ahead and highlight Todd Brantley's uh, third last, where it says, mm -hmm. I've been told by the ladies. Oh, yes. I, I did see that one right after. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. show you my magic, Johnson. Yeah. Oh, Almighty oh, Johnson. Almighty, Almighty Johnson. Johnson. Uh, anyway, yeah, Todd was Todd was asking for his comment to be put over. So there you go, Todd. Comment King. Uh, crown <laughs> intact. You can yeah. find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can, you can also find me right here on the HMG and ChannelAttitude.com <clears throat> where we do this show, the Smack Attack. Eventually, we're going to do a Snack Attack just as a just for the hell of it, because it's going to be great. Um, you can subscribe right here on channelattitude.com for $5 a month. You can get all the best pro wrestling podcast content, including but not limited to this show. Also, Rampage Uncaged, which we're going to be doing soon. Right, Jimmy? Right, Jimmy? Yes, we're going to do it absolutely. soon. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll get that out of the way soon. And then tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Remember, folks, remember the time, remember the date. Sundays, 10 o'clock, Eastern or Central Standard Time. Uh, after the wreckage, we sift through. No, yeah. After this, after the collision, no. we sift through the wreckage. There you oh, go. Oh man, you it fucked was, it I up. I was ready to do. It. <laughs> I was waiting for the pause so we could say. Oh no, the wreckage. The wreckage. Yeah. Like, like, so yeah, you can find so me. after the collision. Wait, wait, wait. After the collision, we sift through. No, you don't get to the do that. Wreckage. It's not your <laughs> show, motherfucker. Chris has to do it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Uh, after the collision, we sift through. The the All right, thanks, guys. Um, also, you can find me on the PWC, where we are now in the top 60 for all U.S. sports podcasts. Um, uh, you can go there, and you can basically you can see all kinds of stuff. We cover basically all the major pro wrestling uh, uh, shows. Um, the thing that I always direct people to, because it's my show and it's my baby and I love it, is the Wednesday Night Skirmish. I love that show, so if you're in the mood for... You know, just listening to me and Jimmy and Jeff just absolutely shit all over AEW content. That's generally the show to go listen to. Um, we know that we know that people have been loving it lately. So go share it out and uh, tell people about it and get us more viewers and listeners. And we love you and thank you and goodbye. Let's be number one in Papua New Guinea. Let's go, PWC <laughs> number one. Number one. PWC. Does Papua New Guinea even have? Uh, podcast. They have internet, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why they don't Thanks, have. Podcasts. That's, never that's why you can be number one because they don't have pop podcasting propaganda. <laughs> so they have they also internet. cannibalism, allegedly. Well, yeah. uh, yes, that's true. Actually, yeah. he's not okay. wrong. Cool. Um, uh, who doesn't like a good, you know, steak dinner every now and then? Um, <laughs> and of course, last but not least, the first in, the last out, the man with the doctorate who's smarter than you with the great garden views. Mr. Dr. Jeff Lipman, where can the people find you, sir? On Twitter or X. You can send me an exagram at IcarusFellMD. Uh, pretty much everything else these guys said, the only additions is uh, the uh, wrestling podcast that I'm on with Steve Pena, or when I do solo shows, it's called Hammerlock Hangover, also on the PWC, and Garden of Doom and Garden Views. I dropped a Garden of Doom earlier this morning on mm -hmm. an American horror writer in London, a uh, play on American Werewolf in London. Um, so you can check that out. Garden Views this week is actually a hybrid Garden of Doom, Garden Views. It was meant to be a Garden Views, but Viv put the Garden of the Doom entrance in it, and, uh, and I told her not to bother to change it. But it's with Mike Hilliard and Ozzy from the, uh, the Red Line podcast. They merely just crossed the 29.8 million downloads on their show. 
And mm. that's going to be on warfare in space. And Mike, despite being a real deal geopolitical expert and war correspondent journalist, he always lets me play and he will always let me pretend that Jeff Zikistan is a real country. And, <laughs> and he will. And unlike people in academia who don't like hypotheticals like that, although they should, well, the law professors do because they love hypotheticals, but the regular professors don't. Um, he, he will honor, he will play with me on those things. And yes, we talk about Jewish space lasers. I asked him about those uh, just for Chris. Um, but yeah, we, we talked about, uh, what is really to worry about? Uh, what are the consequences? What's the history? What's the status of the law and norms? And and what's to worry about in, in the near future? So that that's going to come out this Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, and, and it's I guarantee it's a it's an interesting hour of radio. Aside from that, Casey uh, on the Drew Yari show, I owe him an appearance for his Patreon. Um, I was on False Count Radio with Andrew Carlick. That's his show. He's one of the founders of Wrestling Soup. I was on the Wrestling Soup Network a couple of uh, weeks ago. Sometimes I do some stuff with them. But that's it. it it's really where can't you find me. But mostly here on the HMG and PWC, every, everything I do is there, including Garden of Doom. Garden Views is on the Humming Media Group as well as the PWC. So that's enough for me. The one thing I did have is breaking news. Apparently, Todd Brantley's best friend is named Johnson, and that might be who I'm <laughs> about true probably most likely um you know uh and of course as always this is the show of the people by the people for the people you can find it on channel attitude behind the paywall five dollars a month less than a cup of coffee at starbucks gets you incredible wrestling content from different all kinds of creators um yes the yes the five dollars um you can uh get hear things from ben hameen vince russo stevie richards um you know, all these different, different creators who are part of the great network that is Channel Attitude and Hami Media Group. Big Ray, oh. Jamie LeVette, Rick Rogers, yeah. Stevie Ray, uh, yeah. Al Snow, I mean, all, Big Vito, you, April you, Hunter. You, yeah, you get all that. And then some of that stuff you can find also on the Hami Media Group. There's things like um, those those people and their shows are there as well. Where I you was don't talking about them. Yeah, well, I was getting there. I was going to talk about Hami oh. Media Group and that. <laughs> Let me get there um, where you can hear some of that stuff for free, where you can hear uh, those guys uh, or you can go onto the YouTube channel of Tommy Media Group channel uh, or Stevie Ray's channel where you can see some of those things for free where they put up clips or live segments of the shows and go check those out as well. Um, you, there's lots of ways to go find these things and hear this great wrestling content, but why not? Pay the $5, get access to everything you want, to listen to the back shows. If you want to hear some of your favorite creators that aren't you know, podcasting anymore, James MacGyver, you want to hear Joe Atherton, you want to hear some of these guys, go listen. It's it's all there in the archives for $5 listen, a month. I, I don't want to interrupt your spiel, but I'm going to anyway, because this is not bullshit. This is not just promotion. There are people who pay their $5 a month, and and they literally they, they watch Hummy Media Group every day and they have formed a community there are people and they follow every show because a lot of them will come over and they listen to pwc shows too oh, and man, i can tell they all true. like each other it's a community it's a real deal thing yeah for the, and five dollars gets you community that's a pretty damn good bargain in this day and age when all we hear is how people are isolated and depressed and feel alone mm -hmm. and i can tell you no one in that group does and and there's really there's really uh, you know someone posted something that was like sort of negative and like it got a lot of comments, but no one insulted the person. They were all like, you know, I think you're wrong. The, the, you know, these aren't armchair quarterbacks. These are people in the business for the business. It's intelligent. All the responses, none of the responses, like, go touch grass, you fucking, ver nothing like that. It was all, mm -hmm. you know, stick around, listen a while. I think you're going to find that the, the, yeah. the, 
this is a knee jerk reaction. So it, it's actually different than most of the groups you've been. Yeah. And, and that's that's on Facebook under the Hami Media Group uh, discussion page, which got nuked, but come back. And I think we actually have more followers now, thanks to the PwC and thanks to all the, the connections that we've developed. And like you said, Jeff, that was a great one because nobody shit on the guy. Everybody says, hey, we, we thank you for your opinion. We're glad you're here, that you have a different point of view. But look, this is what's going on and this is how we handle it. And I think... You know, it's just a good community to be a part of. I mean, hell, the guys in the chat, Todd Brantley, Medium 5, Chris Winland. Um, you know, we saw everybody today. Uh, Aaron Ben Shlomo uh, from uh, Medium 5. Lab Rat made an appearance uh, earlier in the night. Uh, I think we had some guys on. Uh, Piers Austin was here, um, made a pop in. Um, we had, uh, where is it, G3333 Bell uh, showed up. So we, we, we have a great community of people who show up, who make the show worthwhile with their comments and, and bring some really good thoughts and, uh, and retro rocker review. Hey, um, those, everybody kind of brings something unique and special to the show. And that's the great part about Smack, the Smack Attack show is in this show, not that I'm saying I don't, other shows would probably do it too, but we make it a point to make sure that you're included because you're here and you have, your voice is just as relevant as ours because we, we just have the opportunity to say it behind a microphone. Like Not as relevant as mine. Well, yours, of course, is the most relevant because, you know, but. we have that. Oh, also, yes, yeah, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. If you ever want to watch as a, as a um, you know, wrestling fan, it is a really great thing that he puts out there. Um, make sure you're checking that out as well. There's just so many good things. We could talk another 20 minutes about the stuff that gets put out by Hami Media Group and all the different things that goes on. But go check it out for yourself. Do the research. Find out for yourself. We're telling you these things. But as always, just like with news and everything else, go find out for yourself what it is and that works for you and find that thing. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end our show today. Um, it's two hours and 48 minutes. So thank you for being here today. I know it was a long one, but this is one. It could be the last match of Edge. Do we see him anymore? We know his contract ends in September. Maybe we see Edge make one last run. Maybe Randy Orton comes back just to make that happen. Maybe, just maybe, it's a distraction to keep us so the bloodline can take a break. Who knows? But next week is a new adventure. Next week is a new thing. And until that time, be safe, everyone. And when we come back next week to talk about the latest uh, Smack SmackDown uh, show on the Smack Attack on at 10 o'clock next Saturday at the same time. So until then, be safe, much love, and a peace. Stay with